93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, November 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Two people are hospitalized after a fiery crash along Kelly Drive on Boathouse Row. It happened at 2 o'clock near Brewery Hill Drive. Police say the driver of a BMW was traveling at a high rate of speed. They left the roadway, headed into the woods, and then the car dropped back down onto Kelly Drive where the vehicle overturned and burst into flames. The passenger was able to get out of the vehicle on his own. However, crews had to cut the driver out of the car. One victim is listed in critical condition. The other is in stable condition. One of the victims told authorities there might have been a third person in the vehicle. First responders searched uh, the wooded area in case the third person was ejected. The Marine unit was also called in. However, crews later determined only two people were in the BMW at the time of the crash. They say the person may have been confused after being involved in the crash. Kelly Drive was closed as crews worked to clear the scene. The roadway has reopened. Tens of thousands of people fled a fast-moving wildfire Thursday in Northern California, some clutching babies and pets as they abandoned Mm. vehicles and struck out on foot ahead of the flames that forced the evacuation of an entire town and destroyed hundreds of structures. California Fire Captain Scott McLean uh, estimated that a couple of thousands, I'm sorry, a couple of thousand structures were destroyed in the town of 27,000 residents about 180 miles northeast of San Francisco. Two firefighters and multiple residents were injured. The blaze erupted as windy weather swept the state, creating extreme fire danger. Uh, the, fi- the wildfire was reported around daybreak. Within six hours, it had grown to more than 26 square miles. A wind whip fire north of Los Angeles uh, burned about 15 square miles and at least one home in a matter of hours. It threatened thousands of homes and prompted evacuations of a mobile home park, a state university campus, and some neighborhoods. You see that stats are watching some of the footage. Yeah. It says blaze spread at a rate of a football field every three seconds. Oh my yeah. god. They, they'd even wow. upped that bizarre thing, Steve, where they said it was uh, 80 football fields every minute. Dear that God. That's how it's expanding. And I, I, that's crazy. What do you do? I mean, you know, I mean, just pray for rain. There's I'm, very little you can do. They're certainly adept at these things. They've had enough experience. But once it gets to that level, that's massive. Well, they said they okay. didn't have time to get out. Like, it was yeah. like that quick. It yeah. spread that quick that it was like, go. And people were scrambling. Are, they, are the Santa Ana winds in full vigor now? Or? I mean, they said that. I mean, that's yeah. the main problem are the winds. Right. Acting California Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency for the fire-stricken area of Northern California and requested a presidential disaster declaration saying the dangerous weather conditions were expected to last several days. A South Jersey man helped police officers take down two shoplifting suspects. It happened at about 2.30 in the afternoon Monday at the Bass Pro Shop in Atlantic City. Retired police officer John Dollard walked into the store to find officers attempting to arrest two men, later identified as 21-year-old Marquis Harrison and 20-year-old Khalif Artis. The situation quickly escalated, and that's when Dollar jumped in to help while attempting to place Harrison in custody. Police say he began to punch one of the officers in the face and dropped a handgun to the ground during the, scr- during the struggle. Dollar said that during the tussle, a gun shot out within reaching distance of all three of us. The, sus- the suspect was reaching for the gun, the cops were reaching for the gun, and I was reaching for the gun. The two suspect- suspected shoplifters were eventually taken into custody. Harrison and Artis were charged with a long list of crimes. In sports this morning... <laughs>
The, fly- the Flyers came back to beat the Arizona Coyotes 5-4 in overtime last night in South Philly. Yeah. They took a 2-0 lead on goals in the first, but the Coyotes scored two shorthanded goals 24 seconds apart to take a 4-2 lead into the second intermission. Del Weiss tied the game with 2-13 to play, and Sean Gostisbehere, Shane Gostisbehere scored a minute into overtime, giving the Flyers a sweep of a home-and-home series with Arizona. Calvin Pickard started for the Flyers and made 14 saves on 18 shots before being replaced by Brian Elliott, who stopped all 16 shots he faced. The Flyers are home again tomorrow afternoon with a game against the Chicago Blackhawks. And the puck drops at 1 o'clock. In Thursday night football, the Pittsburgh Steelers won again without star running back Le'Veon Bell. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 328 yards and five touchdowns. James Conner ran for 65 yards and a score before leaving the game with a possible concussion. And the Steelers beat up on the Carolina Panthers 52-21 to for their fifth straight victory. Pittsburgh's 52-point match, the most ever surrendered by the Panthers in franchise history. The Sixers will look to stay undefeated at home when they return to South to play the Charlotte Hornets after their road trip win of the season. Their, I'm sorry, their first road win of the season the other night. The Sixers improved to 7-5 and five and are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference while the Hornets are just a half game back at 6-5. and five. <laughs> Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And the Eagles, who return from their bye week to host the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night at 8-20, are still the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, hey, and that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. We are set to wrap up the work week, and we're glad that you're going to do it along with us. We have uh, several things that will be happening on today's program. We give away our Word of the Week prize today, which we always do on a Friday. Uh, tickets to WrestleMania. That's not coming up today. WrestleMania? April. WrestleMania. Uh, we also... What a treat this morning... Casey got us a last-minute interview, and this is a big one. This is really, really cool. We have a member of the Grateful Dead in our studio this morning today. Uh, Mickey Hart, uh, longtime drummer of the band. Uh, is going to be here, and he's a, he's an artist as well. He really is, and uh, you know you can just talk about. And you were, we were just discussing off air the way he creates his art is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's so. It, if you want to infuse music into art, he's found the way to do it, and literally, he, literally, he, yeah, he yeah. does it. So we'll ask him about his techniques and stuff. You know, it, it's cool. It's and listen, I, I know. I, I, over the years, I've explained I've never really been a Dead fan. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate oh, the impact God, and yeah. the influence. And, and the and, musicianship. And how great those guys yeah. are. So well, I'm excited to meet them. There's two drummers in the band. Yes, there are. And as a drummer, that's got to be like uh, really, really cool for you. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's only been a handful of two drummer bands. 38 Special was one of them. Yeah. Uh, but there's only been a handful of true two drummer bands out there. And uh, the Dead has been that way. And... and he really, he loves rhythm and all things percussion, which I uh, appreciate. So, that's cool. So, Mickey's stopping by a little after 7 o'clock. It's yeah, early. About, about an hour from now, he's going to be coming in. And uh, he's got uh, a few shows in our area over the weekend today at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. Tomorrow, he will be at the Mall at Short Hills, which is in North Jersey. But then he comes back down to King of Prussia on Sunday uh, from noon to 2. So that's i got to imagine that Pierre's hitting a lot of this. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, the, so, me, the ultimate dead fan. So that's cool. So Mickey's stopping in this morning, and uh, Lorenzo's and Sons will be here today. They're doing a meet and eat, and uh, I'm assuming my, that uh, Joe Giuseppe's going to be coming by today because they have a, a special announcement they're going to make. Every time you mention uh, Lorenzo's and and, uh, <laughs> and Joe, I remember when they opened up in Westchester, Preston, I tell people the story, and I ordered a large pie to take home. I had to use the sports back in my car yeah. to get it in there. Exactly. It was huge. I had to put it in my trunk yeah. Yeah, in order <laughs> yep. to get it home. Yep. That's how big the slices are. 
uh, and they're great too. So uh, Lorenzo's this morning, uh, and I know we have a bunch of stuff to give away. So oh, I want to make sure what? that we do that. Anything that we can do now? I want to do this now because that's tomorrow. Okay, so let's see. Tomorrow night, Creed Two. We have a screening. It's uh, it's on Columbus Boulevard, UA Riverview. And it starts at 7, so you need to be there by 6.30. So let's take five callers at 215-263-WMMR. Give you a pair of passes to see Creed Two before it opens on November 21st. So that screening is tomorrow. Very rare Saturday screening. Yes, so, it is. Um, we have those things more taking place. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. I've got lots of entertainment stories to run by, as well as another giveaway with a super question, which we'll get to right after this. Stay put. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. That would be Friday. Good morning. Welcome. We have a stupid question and a four-pack of tickets for the Franklin Institute and their Vikings Beyond the Legend uh, show is on now. This is really interesting. In 1936, the founder of Adidas uh-huh. convinced a U.S. sprinter to wear his shoes in the Olympics. Name that sprinter. You can probably figure that out. 215-263-WMMR. All right. In 1936, the founder of Adidas convinced a U.S. sprinter to wear his shoes in the Olympics. Name that sprinter. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays today. Friday, November 9th, Nick Lachey's birthday. Nick Lachey. Is today. He uh, has made a recent um, effort to get involved in the cannabis industry. Has he? He has. Oh. He's made a fairly substantial investment. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's a good investment. Yes. You know? Uh, I always liked him. I, I do too. Yeah, I, yeah. he's uh, he's um, he's he gets him. He gets the whole deal. Yeah. He's it seems like a regular guy. I like him. Was it ninety eight degrees that he was in? Was yeah, that the band. I yeah. can tell you. And one nah. song they did. I mean, of all of those boy bands at that time, they were like the ramen noodles. Of yeah, the, uh, you know. Well, I know, Nick, I know what you're saying. Yeah. The reality show, Nick and uh, and Jessica. What the hell it was called? Yeah, yeah and but, again, uh, yeah. That's where that's where I really sort. I, Started to think I like this guy. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, he and Jessica didn't last, of course. Uh, Nick, by the way, is 45 today. But, you know, it did last is Vanessa Manillo, who he's married to. And it is her birthday today as well. Beautiful woman. She's 38 years old. Yeah, she is gorgeous. And they're still together. Yes. Good for them. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Eric Dane, who is on Grey's Anatomy. And what? The Last Ship. Oh, Oh, really? Uh, And, in fact, the final episode is this Sunday. Is he juggling both of those shows? Uh, no, he's, he's been off Grey's Anatomy for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, what movies has he been in? Anything? Oh, he's in... No. He's in a movie. If you watch this series, Project Greenlight on HBO, they made a horror movie, and he is... Well, I'm going to give it away, but it's a movie called Feast, okay. and it's a horror movie. So in in the beginning, these these they're in a remote diner, and these creatures start attacking the diner, and he comes in like a... Like an Indiana Jones, I you know I got to take this. I'm ready to you know kick ass. And he's standing by the window, and in like a second he gets yanked out the window, and he's he's killed. 
I need I need to see something. Was he in Marley and Me? Yes, he was. He okay. was. Okay. Yeah. When, oh, yeah. when they're in Philadelphia, he uh, he he's plays a scene in that as Isn't well. Isn't he I the, him. the hotshot reporter yes. that Owen Wilson kind of looks up to? Yeah, and, like, he, he travels, travels the world. world. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, so he is 46 today. Lou Ferrigno ah, has Lou. his birthday today. Lou Ferrigno's right. Yeah, <laughs> and he's also 67. And uh, We had him in the studio, and he was totally uh, fine, and, and any time that we've interviewed him, he's been fine. Yeah. But, but then, at the word is, when you if you encounter him out at the conventions, mm-hmm. he can be a bit of a dick. Now, my cousin was there. He had heard him on Did our show. Did you see show, it? Yeah. And he went, well, yeah. He was like, dude. Now, um, I, 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 maybe... Maybe he just caught him at the wrong moment, it's at possible. the wrong time, yeah. or whatever. But my cousin had a completely, totally opposite <laughs> uh, experience than, than what we had in our in our studio. But well, we've heard it from more than one source. Yeah. That right? we like, have, yeah. and that's yeah. the reason why we're sort of giving it some credence. Yeah. So Lou Ferrigno's a dick, and he's sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> but a wonderful interview. Uh, Bob Gibson, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher, is is eighty-three years old today. Uh, he he played for the Cardinals, so I grew up seeing statues of him all over the place. Oh, he was, really? He yeah. was dominant, right? Like, yeah. he, was, he was one of those guys that I think he had an ERA under two one yeah. season. Yeah, he's a really impressive pitcher. And then the last birthday, uh, Chris Jericho. Hey! Oh! Wrestler and rocker of Fozzie. And uh, they're a great band, man. And, you know, he, he had just been... They've been going at it for like 15 years. Yeah. And just, he just keeps on going and going and going. And uh, they built a substantial audience. And uh, I think the audience now exists free of the wrestling connection. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when he eventually, if he ever does retire on that end, I think he's got a cottage industry. He's a nice guy, too. Chris is uh, celebrating his 48th birthday today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. In 1936, the founder of Adidas had convinced a U.S. sprinter to wear his shoes in the Olympics. I want you to name that sprinter, and we are going to go to Pete for the answer. Pete, good morning. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. Same to you, my man. Pete, what is the uh, name of the sprinter, please? Would it be the Nazi killer, Jesse Owens? The great... Absolutely. Hang on a second, Pete. I didn't know Adidas was around that long. Neither did I. Yeah. So he wore Adidas shoes in the 1936 Olympics. That's pretty wild. That's a good endorsement. Since you got it right, Pete, we are going to give you a four-pack of Franklin Institute tickets. Journey back to Scandinavia in the Viking Age. Vikings Beyond the Legend is now open at the Franklin Institute. And if you'd like tickets, visit fi.edu. We're going to start with a couple of heavy stories. You know what? I think I've mixed them up. I think I've All right, gone, please. Uh, heavy and light and heavy and light and so on. But this is, you know, uh, the um, the shooting in Thousand Oaks, California. So there's a connection to a, uh, a celebrity. So Tamara Housley. Tamara Mowry or Housley. Like Housley Tia Tamara. Tia Tamara. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, her 22-year-old niece was killed oh, uh, in that shooting. Yeah. Oh, um, I, okay. Because I was seeing the, the, the this must be the same young woman who... Um, I think her her uncle, I guess her husband there, who you're, you're talking about, is is a, a former newscaster. Yeah, I'm not sure about yeah. that. You know, Kathy also had a, a pretty messed up stat that she told me about this morning. It was a, a guy who was at the concert in Vegas who was, uh, I mean, he wasn't injured. He survived that massacre and then uh, was killed at this, uh, this latest shooting. Oh, my God. Two big national tragedies. This guy was, was part of them and it got the better of them in the second one. Um, so uh, Adam Housley. Uh, had said in a joint statement with his wife, our hearts are broken. We just learned that our niece, Elena, was one of the victims of, of last night's shooting at Borderline Bar in Thousand Oaks. 
Um, and uh, Elena was an incredible young woman with so much life ahead of her, and we were devastated that her life was cut short in this manner. Uh, it was Ian David Long, a former Marine, that entered the bar and killed 12 people. He was also killed. The Sister Sister star first alluded to her missing niece when she had responded to a tweet uh, that the girl's roommate had sent out after the shooting, and her name was Ashley, and uh, Tamara had, had written, Ashley, this is her aunt, Tamara Mowry Housley. Can you please DM me your information? And then they they found out, which is uh, horrible. So that's a downer story and sad news. I'll go to something happier. Please. And then, then I've got another heavy story to go to. But Meg Ryan announced her engagement to John Mellencamp. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the three-time Golden Globe-nominated star of Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail confirmed the news by posting a quirky sketch of the couple on Instagram Thursday. Just one day earlier, she had been spotted in New York sporting an engagement ring. I, I didn't even know. Was I aware of you know? The yeah, game, we we talked about it. Did we talk about so it? They were, then I was completely aware. Well, they were they were off and on. So Mellencamp was first romantically linked to her in 2011, and then they split up after three years. That must be it. And then they were seen together off and on before officially reconciling last year. So uh, I, I don't think this will last. Uh, it, it, Mellencamp has a history. He, he, he burns him up. This will be the fourth marriage for him. The um, last time we were talking about him, Preston, I told you I listened to the Lonesome Jubilee album. Great album. One of yep. the best albums ever. He awesome. used to be married to a local girl, Elaine Irwin. She's from uh, Gilbertsville. Yeah, Victoria's right. Secret model, right? Yeah, and uh, I think she raised their children and, and lives in Indiana now. But uh, there's some connections to from our show to her and her family. And uh, yeah, yeah, I got an email from somebody who is friends with her and she is married to a ridiculously rich guy okay. right now like maybe even oh. a billionaire um she's attractive uh, yeah yeah yeah. Oh. yeah yeah uh and said she's a sweetheart though oh that's cool um so anyhow uh yeah so uh things started looking serious in 2017 uh December of last year when Ryan's 25 year old son Jack Quaid and Mellencamp's 23 I knew it 23 <laughs> year old son Hud had joined the couple at a New York Knicks game and uh, this will be the fourth time down the, down the aisle for Mellencamp, which I said. He and his wife, uh, model Elaine Irwin, that was her, split in 2010 after 18 years of marriage. Well, actually, that's a good run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I unfairly said he burned them up. And Ryan was previously married to, of course, actor Dennis Quaid. That was from Quaid! 1991 to uh, 2001. So they're married. So she, her husband or now. engaged, engaged. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is uh, Jay Penske. The, um, yes, of Penske um, Racing, and uh, and he owns there's a little money there. Yeah, yeah. media and publishing uh, entrepreneur as well, and his uh, net worth is um, eight hundred million dollars. Okay, so just shy of a billion. <laughs> yeah, he's doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here is another heavy story for you, and then that's the last of the heavy ones. But um, the driver, this is terrible. The driver who fatally ran over the children of Broadway actress Ruthie Ann Miles is dead of an apparent suicide. Oh, wow. Could not take it. Uh, Police reported to a home in Staten Island on Tuesday evening and found Dorothy Bruns was unresponsive with no obvious signs of trauma. She was... It was a she? Yeah. Really? Yeah, she was pronounced dead and a note and pills were also found at the scene. Uh, On March... Uh, Bruns lost control of her vehicle and slammed into the Tony-winning actress, her friend, and their toddlers in a crosswalk uh, in Brooklyn's uh, Park Slope neighborhood, killing the children and injuring the women. Later, Miles, who was pregnant at the time of the accident, also lost her unborn oh daughter. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. And it continues on, even with this. I mean, how, yeah. you know what I mean? The children are in... 
uh, it's just terrible. Two months later, Bruns was charged with manslaughter, criminal negligent homicide, and reckless driving. She had said that she had had a history of seizures yeah. and had one during that accident when she had stopped at a red light. So this is just tragedy all the way around. When you man. do have a history of seizures, doesn't that sort of make it an issue with you getting a license? I guess it depends on what you're diagnosed yeah. with, maybe. So, but that's terrible. Uh, Nicole Kidman is usually tight-lipped about her relationship with, ex- with ex-husband Tom Cruise and the two children uh, they adopted together. But the Oscar winner spoke to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and was unusually candid about the struggle she faces. I was actually... Interested to see that she was talking about the kids because she never does. Now, Tom, of course, one of the world's most famous Scientologists, and their two children, Bella and Connor, practice the religion as well. Kidman does not, of course. Uh, she said, "I'm a very, I'm very private about all that." She was talking about her kids. I have to protect all those relationships. I know 150 percent that I would give up my life for my children because it's what my purpose is. They are adults, though, and they are able to make their own decisions. They have made choices to be Scientologists, and as a mother, it is my job to love them. And as uh, as such, and I didn't see this in the article as I was reading it, Preston, <clears throat> do they have any communication? I'm not sure. Uh, Bella lives in London with her husband, Max Parker, whom she wed in 2015. Uh, neither parent attended the wedding, by the way. Uh, Connor lives in Florida near the Clearwater headquarters of Scientology and one of Cruz's many homes. While she didn't get into specifics, reading between the lines, there has been significant trauma and disruption between mother and children. She had said, I am an example of that tolerance, and that's what I believe, that no matter what your child does, the child has love, and the child has to know there is available love, and I'm open here. That was, So what I was reading with that is that I'm here if you want to seek me out, but it, I, I, my guess is by... You know, you watch the Leah Remini series and you you, see, you watch the documentaries. I think they would have to shut her off, right? Yeah. I think she's an SP, dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, she said... Straight SP and dude. Yeah, man. It's a not a sup- cool thing. A suppressive person. She said, I think that's so important because if that is uh, taken away from a child to sever uh, that in any child, in any relationship, in any family, mm. I believe it's wrong. So that's our job as a parent to always offer unconditional love. Uh, she also has two daughters, uh, Sunday and Faith. Uh, with Keith Urban, of course. So that's rare for her to speak about that at all. Interesting. Uh, the 2018 People's Choice Awards. Yeah! On Sunday. And here's what you need to know. Okay. Well, what you need to know is that all the winners probably already know their winners. So if, as far as the music goes, Nicki Minaj is opening the ceremony. Rita, you, need, you need say no more. Rita Ora, Ora and uh, John Legend, among the performers, are set to follow her lead. Uh, there are 43 categories, including 13 new ones, uh, encompassing 6 TV, 10 movie, 9 music, and 8 pop culture. Is uh, Idris Alba going to be there? Well, I don't know. By the way, some of the new uh, categories are the binge-worthy show of 2018 mm. and the revival show of 2018. People nails it again. Uh, John Legend was uh, in Philly yesterday. Oh, Nick, you pulled up the photo. Yeah, uh, he was at Jake Matera's work. Jake used to intern with us. I didn't know if that was a joke. I saw that. Is, uh, well, so the joke Jake is, Matera and John Legend are friends? N- no, the joke is that uh, there's a girl there with the with the camera, and the joke is uh, I asked him not to take my picture, but his assistant took it anyway. She's taking a selfie, yeah. but it looks at, like she's taking a picture because the camera is facing to Jake. So that's, right. a, that's a funny joke. I like it. It is a good joke. Yeah. Uh, and any idea? No one, anybody know why he was in town? Nope. Okay. Probably just visiting with his good friend, Jake Matera. Yeah. 
The special honors will include Melissa McCarthy, who's going to nab the People's Icon Award. Wow. Victoria Beckham snags the Fashion Icon Award. Oh, go on. And Brian Stevenson More, lands uh, People's Champion Award for his activism. And John Legend will present that, by the way. Uh, no award show is complete without full-on red carpet commentary. Ease live from the red carpet will kick things off How with exciting. a whopping two-hour fashion analysis. Two-hour fashion analysis for an award show that's two hours, yeah, correct? Right. <laughs> Followed by two hours of actual awards. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kennedy and Juliana Rancic are hosting the special with uh, nightly pop co-host Nina Parker, the real co-host, Ooh. Uh, Jeannie Mai, and E-style correspondent Zana roberts Razzy. I know you're a uh, the real fan. <laughs> Fan Preston. Uh, I do like that gal. Yeah. Oh, she's very attractive. Jeannie Mai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right, anyhow. So that's going on this weekend. J.K. Rowling is suing her former assistant for $31,000 for allegedly using her money to go on shopping sprees. Oh, she probably doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Amanda Donaldson. Isn't there a spell she can cast? Uh, denies the allegations. Leviosa. <laughs> she worked for Rowling between 2014-2017 before being canned for gross misconduct. Uh, the suit claims that she used Rowling's credit line. I bet you the sorting hat gave her up. <laughs> uh, credit for makeup, fancy coffees, fancier cats, and did, perfume. Did you buy fancy coffees? My fancy fancier cats? Cat. Look at this list here. It says here, wait one second. Fancy coffees and fancy cats. Yes. So I don't know. That sucks that she has to sue her for thirty-one grand, though. I mean, she's worth like a billion. Yeah. You know, but but this she lady doesn't have to. No, no, but this lady wronged her. You know. Yeah, it's the principle. You yeah. wronged me, bitch. Uh, let's stay in London for a moment, please. Kensington Palace is serving up sumptuous sides of gossip Ooh. as Prince Charles. This prepares, has you written all over it. Uh, prepares to celebrate his <laughs> 70th birthday on November 14th. Uh, for starters, Charles assures his future subjects via a BBC documentary you that... will all be put to death. No, that he will not... <laughs> That's he will, hard. He will not be <laughs> oh. a meddling monarch when he becomes king. Instead... Uh, I will be a benevolent despot. Uh, he will follow his mother in his mother's footsteps and operate within the constitutional parameters. It will be known as the reign of blood. Uh, he has been criticized in the past for his strong political stances, but he's... I've been sitting in the wings watching this cow live on and on! <laughs> he says that uh, that will be behind him once he wears the crown. He said, I'm not that stupid. I do realize... I mean, I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. Uh, I do realize that it is a separate exercise being sovereign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, I understand entirely how that should operate. If that ever happens, honestly, with the way mom is going, she, you know, it could be forever. Sovereign is such a great word. I, Absolutely. You, you don't hear it that often, but he will be sovereign. Uh, plus, royal watchers are finding out more about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's May wedding. Uh, prior to the big day, Meghan's father, of course, reneged on his offer to walk her down the aisle. And there was a big to-do about it. But he did send a toaster. Uh, instead of driving a wedge between Meghan and the royals, the snafu endeared her to them. And according to the BBC documentary, Charles was only too delighted to walk her down the aisle. Uh, Harry said, I asked him to do, I asked him to, and I think uh, he knew it was coming, and he immediately said yes, of course. Megan, it would be my honor to stand in for that walking column of donkey crap. He said, I'll do whatever Megan needs, and I'm here to support you. Hmm. Uh, for him, that's a fantastic opportunity to step up and be that support, and you know he's our father, so of course he's going to be there for us, is what he said. 
Uh, so any other saucy, juicy Prince the, Charles stuff? Well, um, not not Prince Charles. So does uh, he so, like his ears tickled during sex? Since Harry and Meghan announced their marriage, they and Prince William and Kate Middleton have been dubbed the Fab Four. The brothers have always been unusually close, having bonded over their mother's death. And uh, the foursome often spotted laughing together and collaborating on various royal projects was a favorite sight for palace fans. But it seems that there may be some distance being created Uh-oh. between the brothers. With reports of Harry and William. Uh, setting out to divide their court in two separate offices. So sorry, I was acting uncool. That's the only. <laughs> uh, that's the only bit that I have for you. As far ah, as everything's fine. We stuff. saw the. You know, everything seems to be running well. We were over there. Yeah, yeah, it seemed to be good. Everybody no seemed complaints. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Stephen McRae, a principal dancer of the Royal Ballet. Man, we're all over. Oh, we are in England today. Has joined Universal Go. Has joined Universal Pictures Cats, and he will be in the role of Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks. Yes, that that's is, my favorite character. I'm completely unaware of. That is correct. In Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical, uh, Skimbleshanks is an older ginger tabby who considered himself a leader of his feline tribe. So he had a great. There was a point uh, in his history where he was a leader, but now he's fallen. Into old age, and yeah, okay, that's what I'm guessing. I've never seen it. You I know he licks it? his own ass. Yeah. That I do <laughs> know. Has anybody here ever seen? Cats? I've never seen cats, no. I've I've never which seen you think cats. would be kind of ironic. There was a girl in uh, sixth grade that sang uh, "Memories" at uh, for the you know sixth grade talent show. Wait a second, these are humans <laughs> in costumes. Yeah, they are. Uh, so he joins fellow Royal Ballet dancer Francesca Hayward in the film. Which oh, is... I thought she was a singer. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Oh, my God. all morning All morning, it's been a half hour. Casey, Casey has had it teed up the whole time. You he thought, couldn't wait. You yeah. thought she was a singer? Yeah. yeah. No, no, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Dinks, oh, my God. <laughs> That was yesterday on the show, for those who may not be aware. Does Kat- Julie know about that? Because that's Kat- also very Julie. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Kathy and Casey had a moment on the program yesterday. So anyhow. Do you know, I think this suffers from press. I'm watching the video of this. and I, I, I've seen long extended clips from the actual musical. Uh-huh. To establish it fully, they needed to have a an actual, they needed to have a large Box of kitty litter. Yeah, okay. okay. Yes. Show them it's actually somebody. doing that deal where the when the cat sort of stands on the edge and raises its nose and it sort of vibrates and trembles as it's crapping. Yeah, that might sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he joins uh, Francesca Hayward in the film, which is being directed by Oscar winner Tom Hooper. Ooh. And uh, she's going to play the white kitten named Victoria. Now, there's a lot of people in this uh, star-studded cast. So Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson. James Corden, Ian McKellen, Idris Elba, Judy Dench, Laurie Davidson, and uh, Michael Madsen. No, not Michael Madsen. <laughs> I'm a kitty cat. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's lighting up a cigarette. I'm a kitty cat. Uh, and no. So the way I see them, we yeah. got to take a crap in the sand. Uh, it is set for release on December 20th of next year. Yeah. So it may be good. We'll have to see. There's a lot of midnight, uh, and the, uh, the kitties are sleeping. A lot of uh, big names in that. Uh, Worldwide Orphans Foundation honor Katie Couric in its 14th annual gala this week, hosted by Naomi Watts. She recognized the 130,000 children whose lives have been transformed by the organization. She said, as a mother of two young children, I know all the thought and worries that we have, their health and their safety and their emotional well-being. So I can say that I only admire the vision of the organization who uses creative play through toy libraries 
to heal the pain and suffering of children. Okay. Uh, so, I see a picture of uh, her next to Elton John. Oh, is that from the same event? Uh, no, uh, that's not Elton John. That's a woman <laughs> with glasses. <laughs> that's a woman wearing round blue glasses, Steve. Okay. Uh, Katie was on it for her work. And bringing attention to the children suffering because of Haiti's devastating earthquake in 2010. So she got that award. Her uh, ex-husband, Liev Schreiber, is uh, the host of SNL this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Naomi Watts, I'm talking about. Yeah, I thought yeah. Was Katie Couric. What? Katie Couric's husband's dead and he's hosting? Uh, that is correct. He will be on SNL. Uh, Demi Lovato's sobriety is still heavily dependent on her ex-boyfriend, Wilmer Valderrama, who remains a constant in her life after her return to Los Angeles. Sources close to... Uh, Demi say that Demi, while the I pa- want you to stay away from the narcotics. That while the pair hasn't been seen together in public since uh, Demi returned to the West Coast, she and Wilmer still communicate regularly. Did Wilmer ever have a, um, a brush with any? I don't know sobriety issues. He was a crutch for her through her hospitalization and visited her in rehab as well, and continues to do so. Sources say that the two talk several times a week and meet up as well, but it's nothing romantic. It is simply a supportive friendship. I know that in, in cases like this, they try to dissuade you as much as they can from. Um, Hanging out with old friends or old partners, you know, that you need to sort of clear the slate. So uh, who knows? Who knows if this works for her? Well, I would imagine maybe if if it's if it's a positive uh, relationship, yeah. there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But then I just again, think the, the general, I'm not a counselor. So yeah, I, don't know. I am. Uh, Demi is splitting her time between a halfway house where she spends three days per week and a private residence in Los Angeles, and she's able to go to the gym and run errands and uh, attend multiple AA meetings with the living arrangement. Lovato has also been spotted out with clothing guru Henry Levy. Henry who, Levy? Who she met in rehab several years Creator ago. Creator of the Levy Collection? I would assume uh, so. I, I don't hate to believe there. I'm not sure. And then one last thing, Lourdes Leon. Uh, that's Madonna's daughter. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's actually a very attractive young lady. She's an attractive young lady, Preston. Uh, she ensured all eyes were on her at the CFDA Vogue Fashion Gala on Monday night. The 22-year-old daughter of Madonna wore a white tulle-draped dress with sheer cutouts by Lauer. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Strike a pose. Who decided? Now let's get down to it. <laughs> Strike a pose. There's nothing to, to it. it. Yeah, it wasn't the Vogue, it wasn't the Vogue fashion exactly. funny. Yeah. Uh, so there, there were sheer cutouts. Don't go for second base, baby. No. <laughs> you got the got the family. <laughs> Gary Lauer sings the hits of Madonna. Uh, no, the sheer cutouts by Lauer, uh, a uh, finalist at the event. By the way, Lauer was a finalist at this Vogue Unbelievable. Fashion Bowl. Uh, uh, she paired the look with white earrings, stilettos, and what appeared to be a snakeskin bag, but she also rocked some very uh, hairy, unshaved armpits. Oh, and, wow. And, really? And, and unshaved legs on the red carpet. God damn it. Uh, I'm making a statement. Let's stop it. This isn't a thing. This is not good. Uh, there's a lot of people doing it. No, we'll stop. She also went... Uh, I personally don't like it. She also went uh, sans razor during her runway appearance at the Gypsy Sports Spring uh, Show at New York Fashion Week. Oh, but don't preach. Because <laughs> I made up my mind. I'm keeping my jam in. Oh, so, uh, anyhow... 
Uh, Madonna, of course, over the years has shown her unshaved uh, armpits. What she needs to do, what Mama Madonna needs to do, is pull out that incredibly dumb grill that she wears all the time. I don't care for it, it, huh? Looks bad. I I don't like the grill. Not a fan. Um, Okay, so it's Friday. You know what, Casey? Uh, I'm going to need need some kind of a theme for this because I started this last week. Oh. I I think it's a pretty good idea uh, to do this on Fridays. And uh, so Fridays are usually when uh, new movies movies are released. New movies premiere. And uh, so I'm going to give you a list of the movies that are opening this week. You know what I'd like to hear, honestly? The the bad version of the um, 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Fox, okay. Yeah, that would be. I think that'd be yeah. good. So um, I gotta wait for Casey to find. I, I should have coordinated you. with him no, ahead right. of time. That's my fault. But uh, here we go. This is uh, new movies opening this weekend. That's perfect. Opening this weekend will be in the horror genre, Overlord. Overlord. I'll give you an idea of who is in it. It's people that I'm not familiar with other than Wyatt Russell, who we've had here in our studio. Very nice guy. Uh, Pilu Azbek, Jovan Adepo, John Magaro. These are all ready-to-break-big um, actors and actresses. So you've yeah. seen them in other things. Bokeem Woodbine and Jacob Anderson. So, uh, And it's a J.J. Abrams-produced movie. It's got, I think, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So um, it's getting good reviews. What it's about, a group of soldiers must battle the undead in a Nazi-occupied Nazi, Nazi uh, village during World War II. It is rated R, and it runs one hour and 49 minutes. I will definitely see that maybe even uh try and sneak away this evening uh you know when everybody's asleep or whatever um in turn, how will you know when i'm asleep uh not you everybody oh. in my well text him your yeah, family i'll text right? you i'll text you yeah uh, but kyle intern kyle we sent him to the premiere of this yes you gotta hear this, this preston yeah and uh, and so he went out and yep. got to you know pictures and, and videos and stuff like that so all that is on PrestonandSteve.com. But they did, did they have any of the uh, people available for interviews? No. No. <laughs> no, they, they were supposed to. So I just had a weekend trip in <laughs> L.A.? Basically, uh, a weekday trip. A weekday yeah, trip. To fly out to yeah. the West Coast to see a movie. Yeah, uh, he, he was here on Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah he yeah, was. And then he left. And, and he's then, here today. He's, and he's yeah. here today. He's sitting Holy over God. there. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. That movie's opening this weekend. Also, The Girl in the Spider's Web. It is a, uh, it's in the thriller genre, uh, and it stars Claire Foy, Stephen Merchant, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, I like him. Uh, Sverir Gudnanson and uh, Sylvia Hoax. And uh, Snortort. Uh, and Snortort <laughs> is also in this movie. Snortort, Snortort. Uh, what it's about is Elizabeth Salander. A brilliant computer hacker must use her skills and race against the clock to find stolen nuclear weapons. Ooh, they go fall into the wrong hands. Rated R and uh, runs one hour and 57 minutes. Snortdorf. It stars Snortdorf. And then the other film opening this weekend is Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. I am intrigued by this. When the first commercial aired, I, I screamed. I threw down my sandwich and said, sacrilege. Well, like, we don't need another right, one. Right, right. But then I felt the same way you did. You watch it. It's from the people who did Despicable Me and the, and uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch doing the uh, Dr. Seuss, uh, doing uh, the Grinch voice. I'm cool that it, I'm cool. <laughs> it looks, I'm cool. It really I'm looks cool. great. I'm cool that it's animated. I'm cool 
And, and it's animated. And, and it's animated. Hey, thank you, Fonzie. Hey. We, got, <laughs> we got cool. <laughs> Anyhow, it's, it's, it's a family slash comedy, as you would expect, and uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Rashida Jones, uh, Angela Lansbury, Kenan Thompson, and Pharrell Williams. What it's about? Well, the Grinch decides he must steal Christmas from the Who's of Whoville after they decide to make Christmas three times bigger this year. Rated PG, running time is one hour and 30 minutes. Do you know what? I just could never get into uh, the Ron Howard version of, of the, the Grinch. Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. Yeah. 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 My buddy it. loves it. He quotes oh, it all the time. I can't he, I can't stand it. He quotes it like it's like it's Fletch or something like that. And he's like, and I'm like, I don't, what is that from? He's like, come on, Grinch, man. And I'm like, no, no, it's, no. it's not a um, quotable good movie. To be honest, I never even, I, I I didn't care for the way the trailer looked, and I never yeah, watched it. You made a wise choice. You I chose just, wisely. I decided not to watch it. Uh, we're ready for the clips here, Ooh. folks. All righty then. Uh, Outlaw King follows Robert the Bruce as he rallies his Ooh. people to reclaim his throne in a. Oh. It's it's the throne is spelled T H R O W N. They're throwing it. <laughs> what do they field. put on on the dictation mode on the computer and just walk away? <laughs> Go for a pass. I mean, come on. Listen, to reclaim his throne. Throwing it. Uh, Where's a, my seat? This is the we threw problem. it out like you asked. This is the problem with the, this generation. In yeah. it, it's, <laughs> it's the autocorrect generation. <laughs> wow. The spell check generation. <laughs> you made it generational. I did. <laughs> In a way, some compared to Braveheart. Here, actor uh, Chris Pine explains why Outlaw King is different from Braveheart. I think it's the anti-Braveheart in a way. I think Braveheart, which my was very beautifully done, obviously, but in a very thematically um, monochrome way. There was good and there was evil, and there was a man who was uh, hell-bent on winning the, the freedom of his country. I think Robert the Bruce is, seemed to me opaque as an individual. I couldn't really pin the guy down. I don't give a f- do you know what other characters portrayed in this out of history? It's Bruce the Valanche. Bruce? <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. I'm, um, I'm happy for Chris Pine that he's having some success. Yes. I like that guy. <laughs> and he, he gets a throne. Yeah. Well, you sh- you see his bird in this, right? Like, yes. There's yeah. a, yes. Full, his his bird actually is the yeah. one that delivers the, uh, you know, uh, freedom speech. Is They're writing back and forth. Oh, no. Yeah. He has full frontal nudity in this. Freedom! Yes. Outlaw. Outlaw King is available on Netflix now, by the way. Here's, oh, direct to Netflix. I didn't realize that. Uh, here's the here's the next book. <laughs> Netflix. 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 It's uh, a ben- new character. Benedict Cumberbatch voices the Grinch in this new retelling of the classic Christmas story. And here he compares his Christmas spirit to the Who's and the Grinch. I'm not quite as high as a Who on it, but I'm also not as Grinchy as a Grinch, so I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't dread them. I kind of look forward to them. They always seem to be things I put more pressure on myself to... Get right for some reason that I need to, and I think that's sort of the materialistic a, yeah. thing creeping in. <laughs> I jumped the gun there, so I'm going to give you a... Uh, <laughs> uh, the Grinch is in theaters now, by the way. It opens today, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, any reviews on that, Nick, on Rotten Tomatoes? I'll check. <clears throat> have to make sure. You know, we have to deliver a full, comprehensive report. I think the ones that were opening up this... information. Uh, not so great. 58%. Uh, 58%, yeah. No. Overlord, like you said, is 83 and then the girl in the spider's web is 48%. Oof. All right. Uh, that's what I have for you in the entertainment report this morning. Case, what's the status on our guest joining us early this morning? I have not heard anything yet. What time is it There's now? an issue, Preston. Mm-hmm. Paul Stanley's driving him. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Another rock artist. Yeah. Checking my 
While Casey's checking nope, that. We're good. I mean, he's supposed to be here shortly. Okay. Right. Uh, this is really cool. We have uh, Grateful Dead drummer Mickey Hart coming by today. And he will be here within the next 15 minutes or so. That's pretty damn cool. It is. Very cool. Uh, he has an art exhibition, an art show that's going on uh, three different ones over the course of the next few days called Vibrational Expressionism. Uh, so it's really cool that we're going to spend some time with him. He should be here in a little bit. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment. Uh, we have some other things going on. Lorenzo's and Sons are stopping by today. Yes, the pizza joint. And they have an announcement to make that we're excited about. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Here comes the MMR. What's going on? Tonight from 7 to 9, Marissa Magnata rocks the Kimmel Center for Storm Large's crazy kind of love concert with the Philly Pops featuring classic rockets plus tunes like I've Got You Under My Skin, Somebody to Love, and Forever Young. Hang with Brent Porsche tomorrow from noon till 2 for the sizzling Sprint Saturday sales event at the Sprint Store at 2019 East Lincoln Highway in Langhorn. Join Jackie Bam Bam Sunday from 7 to 9 at the best place for beer and wings and sports, PJ Willihan's in Sewell. Watch the birds and win prizes from Harris. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Not only is our next guest a rock <laughs> legend, he's a bit of a character, too. <laughs> and we are happy to have him here in the yes. studio, ladies and gentlemen, of the Grateful Dead. And with his show, Vibrational Expressionism, uh, in our area for a few different shows, please welcome the one and only Mr. Mickey Hart. Yay! All right. Morning, okay. Mickey. Wow, I love the way you did that. Well, thank you. I love the way you That was really great. You had rhythm. You had rhythm. See? Thank you. You Who could ask for anything more? Let's let's get right into that. I I love that you love rhythm so much. Um, it's, uh, it's, It's a huge part of your life. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. It's not melody and it's not harmony, but it certainly is rhythm. Okay. Nothing, nothing against harmony or melody, but... The whole universe is based on rhythm, and I just happened to play drums, which is fortunate. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, you, nice. Uh, I was I was talking with these guys off air. I bet you're you're a kindred spirit in another great drummer, uh, Stuart Copeland, uh, who is also to this day a proponent of of rhythms and and living rhythmically as well. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know Stuart? Yes, I do. Okay, I figured you guys might be buzzed because well, you should. We don't right. know him that well. Oh, okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, but you've used, you've found a way to infuse rhythm into your art, into the visual mm-hmm. and the sonic, mm-hmm. and bringing it all together. I was watching a video of you doing your work, mm-hmm. and it really is unique. Uh, I don't know of anybody else doing the type of art that you're doing. Mm, perhaps. Can you describe it for those who may not be familiar? Well, it's a pouring medium where I don't use a brush, and uh, as I as I pour, I vibrate the uh the canvas or whatever surface i'm working on Mm -hmm. and so that allows the paint to come up through it and uh then you see these little sparkling rivers and you follow them and it's it's kind of a a map it's a storyboard uh no beginnings no no endings but it's it's sort of it's all full of rhythm it's a it's a representation of (laughs) it's a representation of that of the sound which is absolutely like a straight a b that here's the sound and this is the art it created well said. Boom. Yeah. Boom. There you go. Do you ever okay. use some? It's a visual is a visualization of what goes on in my head. As uh, <laughs> it's probably not many people would, <laughs> might not want to go inside. <laughs> but that's what it looks like nevertheless. All right, that's cool. Do you ever use uh heat or torches when um when using this type of paint on a on um torches? Yeah. No, I don't use torches, but I do use heat. Okay. Torching is a little bit um 
uh, let's see, dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, but I do apply heat as well. That's a very good Well, my girlfriend's an artist, and she's done this type of thing, and actually uh, I'm not, but she introduced me to it, and it's pretty amazing what uh, a little bit of heat can do to to something that already exists. It's like uh, it's almost Absolutely. like cooking. Absolutely. If you know how to use it and uh, you learn the language of the heat and learn the language of the paint, and that's what this is all about. So if you're about... I've been doing it for about 15, 20 years. Wow. And, well, it's, it's personal. It was a personal thing. I didn't sell it. I didn't go out and uh, put it in the galleries until recently. Uh, I'm going to mention those shows real quick for those who are interested in seeing vibrational expressionism. Uh, the Wentworth Galleries uh, today at uh, the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. That's from 6 to 8 p.m. that Mickey's going to be there. And then tomorrow, uh, the mall at Short Hills. That's in North Jersey. I'm not sure exactly where that is. Might be a bit out of our range. No, it's not. It's not. Is it? Yeah. No, I, I've been there before. Okay. It's, yeah. All right. That's from six to eight tomorrow. Then, and then Sunday back here, King of Prussia. Uh, from noon to 2 p.m. Uh, with the art show. So if you want to check out the artwork, you can do that, and Mickey will be there. I'm wondering, though, as a, as an artist, have you ever created something that you're like, I don't, I like this too much. I don't want to, I don't want this to be out of my possession. Oh, lots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the big, that's the big issue with me, you know, letting it go. Right. Each one of them, you know, it's a piece of you. Yeah, because uh, I'm looking at a piece, uh, we were just watching a video in here, and I, and I was looking at it, and I was like... I if if I created that, that <laughs> I wouldn't want to give piece, that up. I wouldn't want to give that one up. Well, that's really a good observation, and uh, uh, but yeah, it's hard. Yeah, uh, and it's also hard it, it, to know when to stop when yeah. you're doing this kind of work. You know, when the painting is done. When is I, it, I think yeah. that would be. I think that would be the an incredibly difficult step because, especially the nature of the art that you're doing. But you're what I love is that you're, you've you've explored. The effect of rhythm on on the brain. I've done some pretty in, intense research on it, but I mean, so when we when we're first coming to being, we're listening to a heartbeat. You know, when we first become cognizant of that, and that that informs everything that happens for the rest of our lives. What what, what have your have your um, uh, experiments and, and stuff that you've done with this? What what have they taught you about how essential rhythm is to the of being a human of of what we are? It's a very simple thing. Yeah, thirteen point eight billion years ago. The blank page of the universe exploded. Right. A big bang, and it created us and everything. We're made of star stuff. So uh, it's all a rhythmic-based universe. Uh, your heart beats, your lungs pump, uh, your eyes blink, you walk. Everything is rhythmic. Uh, now, if you can have a lifestyle like that and understand the rhythmic nature of, of life, right. then you're, you've got to step up. Okay. I, you know? how, how do you explain people that have no rhythm then? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> hey, if you're, can you comb your hair? Uh, yes. What's left of it? <laughs> no, he's got, I got I'm it. the bowler. I'm like, oh, how about that? Well, then you have rhythm. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's nobody who does not have rhythm. You might not be able to play a, an instrument because you have no skill. Okay. But you do have rhythm for sure if you're rhythm. alive. If you don't have any rhythm, then you're dead. Mickey, yeah. r- rhythm doesn't necessarily have to be metronomic. It doesn't have oh, to be. No. Yeah, it can flow. Oh, the, ry- the rhythm yeah. of the ocean, the sure. rhythm of the trees, the rhythm of... Life. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be an instrument. Uh, the, the instruments are a way for us to uh, focus. Uh, you know, the you know the universe. To be mm-hmm. able to you know mirror it and to be able to be part of it. That's why we have instruments. That's why we have music. There is no culture on this planet that does have a, does not have a music. Right. There's a reason for that mm-hmm. because it's it's a uh, it's species specific and it's also species defining. That defines us. You know, yeah. that's our badge of identity, mm-hmm. our music, our our art. You were exposed to um, uh, percussive instruments and rhythm early on. Your your dad um, was well-known and well-respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> 
Uh, he was a musician? He was a musician. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But he did He did dabble. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then, dabble, and then you, you were working in a, in a, in a uh, you had a job and you, you were, uh, was, I was had a, a job a, once. A jazz club? Once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, the last time I had a job, <laughs> just thinking, you don't call of, this just thinking job? of the yeah. idea of having to have a job just gives me the willies. <laughs> I mean, what, what would I do with the job? Oh, my God. You wouldn't be a nine-to-five guy working the cubicle? <laughs> no, I doubt it. But if I had to, yeah, I would. You yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, but I don't have to, and yeah. I won't. Yeah. But do, so you don't view what you do as a job? Oh, as no. It's a service. It's a it's a service industry. I mean, that's what music is all about. You know, you 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 provide a place where people can come and have an emotional moment, right? And, and have and ritualize. So, yeah, I know, and I think it, it's very profound, and I'm very, uh, what should I say, uh, honored or. Yeah, blessed sure. or whatever you want to call it, to happen to fall into this universe as a percussionist or a drummer, you know, to be able to do that is, um, to, you know. But, but maybe even people. It's a good it, thing. Yes. People who are maybe in the same situation as you um, viewing it as a job, the fact that you don't view it as some, you know, you view it the way you do. It's, it's not easy. easy, but it's not like a job. It's like when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is think of, you know, the new the new day and what kind of new rhythms there are in it and how I can interpret that. That's what music musicians do. They interpret, you know, society and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you've seen or whatever it is. And they, and they lay down that groove. And every, you know, every five, ten years you find a new groove and uh, you work at it. Yeah, you do work at it, but you... You work at play. You work to play. Sure. You know, I you have to keep your skill up. I play every day, two, three hours. Do you? You know, absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding? Absolutely. In order to get up there and do what I do. Yeah. I mean, it's an athletic event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like yep. it's not like you know, you know, lounge drumming and stuff. This is the power stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of reinventing and and finding new grooves, um, I want to ask you about John Mayer because he's been with the band and touring with you guys for a stretch now. Um, and I think a lot of people initially dismissed him as poppy and um, not the really great, incredible guitarist that he is. And it, from my perspective, he seems like the perfect fit for the Dead <laughs> um, because he he holds you guys in reverence, but he can also hold his own. Uh, what are your impressions on John? John's a sharpshooter. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a gunslinger, you know, as it were. And uh, his guitar, uh, he's beautiful. He plays great. Um, he fits perfectly in the band, and he's a nice guy. I mean, I, I know he has this reputation and all that stuff, <laughs> but um, he, I, I've never had a moment of weirdness with him. He's just a very pleasant person to be around, and he plays his ass off. You know, Before he, he was uh, a, a star, he played in the conference room down the hall for here for in this in the in these offices. And uh, I went to see his show that night, and um, one of his strings broke during the performance. He tuned the guitar to itself and kept it. He didn't miss a beat. And right then I knew this guy had it, and I was so impressed by his ability. I'll tell you, when I knew he had it was one day when he was just joined the band. And I had gotten him into this droning things, feeding back, you know, getting a little crazy. And so he, during the uh, drums and bass party, got down on his knee and he put the guitar into the speaker and he started feeding back. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at him and I was saying, okay. <laughs> so I walked around the front of the speaker, sat down right next to him, and I handed, I had, uh, on one hand I had, uh, what do you call it, lighter fluid? Yeah. And the other hand I had a, a Bic. Okay. <laughs> and so I just, he looked at me, I looked at him, and I said, I went like that. 
And th- for a minute, I thought he was. He was going gonna to do it. it. You know, and then so he took it. He did take it while he was feeding back, and he put the lighter, fl- or he put the bic on the his amplifier, and he took the lighter fluid and used it as a slide. Uh, and so he played slide right. down he lighter didn't go fluid. Full Hendrix on and, and, and I said, John, you were going to do it, and he said, you know. I was thinking, really thinking about it, but the guy who makes my guitar is in the audience. So I think <laughs> yeah. He almost lit his guitar on fire, so I knew right then he was okay. Wow. Um, I was I was wondering if you had watched the Grateful Dead documentary that was on Amazon and what your no. thoughts were. No? No. It I, was very, I, very in-depth. Oh, God, it was just awful. I just did not like it. <laughs> you didn't really? care for it. It was just, it was just a one-sided affair. Uh, it was not for me and not... It really didn't show the Grateful Dead in its totality. What it did they? Like, what did... It was more like a Jerry, um, okay. you know, whatever a that is, you know, memorial Jerry. thing or whatever. Okay, he was trying to do, but it wasn't really. It didn't have the heart of the Grateful Dead. Okay, that's for sure. There's been a lot done about. They the made me watch. Oh, I watched it once. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just to say, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. I didn't see it at, at at the premiere. Me and Bob and Bill, we went out and had dinner. Yeah. While they showed the movie. That's funny. <laughs> he came back right at the end when they all started. Well, and we go, okay. Thank you. I was. I wanted to ask you about some of the things that you do like. Uh, I was listening to uh, the concert in Paris, 1974, this morning. Yeah. Uh, what was it besides the United States? What was your favorite country to play in? Oh, Jesus. Re- that's that's a good question. Yeah. It, it, I think that um, I think that I can't have I can't answer that question because. Uh, they're all good when you play good. Mm-hmm. You know, every country is the same. Yeah. If the music is played well and we have a great time, yeah. France is great, England's great, Germany, it's all good if, you, if we play well. If we don't play well, the city sucks. <laughs> it's this place, we blame it on the city. Of course. Yeah. Franklin Port. <laughs> I also, as a fan, I, I there's an ebb and flow to the way I listen to your music. And, and so... Um, recently I, I flowed back to, I, I guess I would, I, I ebbed back to, <laughs> I, I ebbed back to, ebbs. to studio <laughs> albums. Do you, um, I don't know if you ever listen to your own music. Um, no, but it, it, do you have a favorite studio album? Yeah, I would have to say it would be, uh, well, it's, it was half studio and half live. It was called Anthem of the Sun. I think it was our second record. You know, back to 3,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was probably my favorite. American Beauty, Workman's Dead. They were nice, fuzzy, warm. See, my first of. album I ever bought was Mars Hotel, so I automatically yeah. go back to that yeah. one. And Unbroken Chain. We my- were never very good in the studio. We no. never could cage the animal in, uh. Uh, in the studio. When, it, when, did, when did you realize that? Was it, it seemed to be early on. Yeah, well, we th- thought we could make, you know, no one knew how to make a record. But yeah. I mean, we didn't know how to make anything. You know, we were just musicians at the time, and we weren't really savvy on the studio. No one had a studio. Right. Now I have a studio. Everybody has a studio. So we just weren't producible. You know, it, 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 we there was too much anarchy in, right. in the bed. Too many people wanting to do... Um, you know, they had strong opinions of it. Yeah. So, and we never really liked it in the studio with the four walls. You know, it was too captivating. You know, we were like a captive in the studio. And um, it just, we never really made a great record. 
Do you uh, like? Do you like the? Do you uh, approve or disapprove of the uh, of the, the the phrase or the the name jam band? No, I understand what it means. Yeah, I mean basically. It, it's 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 jazz improvisation. And yeah, that's what they when they call it jam. That means that you improvise. Right. And some people improvise more, and some people less. Some people just think they're improvising <laughs> by playing over chord changes. <laughs> you know. So jam band means a lot, and it means a little. Right. You know, right. At the same yeah. time. You know. But uh, yeah, there was. We couldn't remember what we played the day before. Don't be sorry. Okay, so basically, that's how we became a jam band because we just said, we just said, screw it, you know. I mean, yeah. No one gets blamed. I remember one time Bob came off the stage. He was supposed to play something, and then we were going to do something else. Make sure you do that, Bob. And then when you do that, we'll do this. Right. And then, so we came off the stage. Of course, Bob forgot. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I can so see we that. Went, uh-huh. went so after when somebody you know got on him. For it. I can't remember who it was, and then we all looked around and we said, "We can't do this <laughs> because if we do this, we won't last." Right. So we never blamed anybody for anything, mistakes included. You know, it was just part of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's life, and that's why we lasted so long because we never played the blame game, mm-hmm. and that was the big secret. You know, in the Grateful Dead, you know, if you messed up, you just move on. Just move on. If you're just tuning in, Mickey Hart from Grateful Dead is here with us. Uh, vibrational Expressionism is his art show. It's going to be a King of Prussia uh, Sunday, noon to 2, and I'll, I'll hit the other shows as well. Um, I wanted to ask you about, um, you guys had a, a pop explosion in the late 80s uh, when you hit with Touch of Grey and Hell in a Bucket, you know, in the dark. Um, was that fun? Was that cool? Was it neat seeing a whole bunch of people who maybe had not been turning? You've always had legions of loyal fans, but here all of a sudden, boom, you had fresh music, Was and, and the tour was gigantic. Um, was it fun? Oh, yeah, it was okay. fun, but it, it, it wasn't quite like that. Okay. It, uh, what happened was we were already playing stadiums at the time. Mm-hmm. That was in 87. Yeah. So instead of playing one or two days at the stadium, we are playing three days at the stadium. Yeah. So uh, it really didn't affect us much. We, we just You guys we, were touring, no, sold out shows I, I, we anyway. We didn't even feel it. We were playing stadiums. Okay. And yeah, but you know what? I was more incremental. Because of uh, a touch of gray, there was a music video. I was it was young at the time, so <laughs> yeah. you know, so so you guys had a music video, so you were totally reaching an audience. That, yeah, we uh, never did really did the videos or yeah. anything. We never did a single. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we weren't really part of the music industry. You know, we never played that game, and uh, we know if we lived by the single, we would die by the single. Mm-hmm. You know, if we didn't have a hit. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny because I remember becoming aware of the Grateful Dead, you know, through the iconic artwork that was associated with the band. Yep. What's that about? What's that about? So that predates, obviously, videos, but still a visual medium brought me into the awareness of the music, which is very cool. Exactly. It mirrored the music. Uh, in the old days, how that started was these artists would come to the shows, and we were all getting high, you know, in psychoactive yeah. drugs, taking acid and whatever. And uh, these were physical representations of what the music sounded like. They would go home and they would start painting, and they're still high, and the, that's what these things were representing. They were representing the music. How, how were you? Were you vetting that, or were you? Was it just sort of if you want to do it, do it? Or did you guys? Would you guys kind of consciously say, "I don't like that"? Doesn't represent our band, right? Or, or, or was it a, just an open, o- open source? Well, luckily in our case, it, the people would come up with these incredible, yes, you know. Uh, 
Iconic stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, we just had to choose between the good stuff. I mean, it was so much oh, that's good great. around. And a lot of people went home and just did it. And we, it was uncommissioned. Yeah. They just went out and said, this has to be done. Wow. And so then all of a sudden we looked at it and we go, that's us. And they go, okay, cool. That's cool. That's it. Yeah. Wow. And it was just so very easy. Yeah. You know, there was so much great art um, springing from the music and the scene itself. Yeah. Remember, the, those days that we couldn't we couldn't afford ads and, and papers and so forth. No, Nothing on the radio. Because remember, it wasn't even AFM radio then. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so we would... The only way you could find the the shows and know when they were, but was looking at the posters. Yeah. So the posters, poster art, became a, a huge thing. Yes, it's what caught, that, caught my eye. Well, that was that was the way we would advertise these shows, and it, they were slightly camouflaged as well. <laughs> so the straights, the straights couldn't read it, <laughs> and they couldn't come. Well, they you would, know, oh my it God. wouldn't show up there, so only the heads would be there. Well, Mickey, the, the, the uh, you'd see that you'd see the press, you know, on a notebook. Somebody in somebody a kid in school sure would draw the logo. What is that? Mm-hmm. What is that? And that that began. It was actually you guys were viral before viral in a indeed. way. Yeah, 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 indeed, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Yeah. I wonder how much money you guys made just on college posters alone, because you know, like, <laughs> right, walking up and down my freshman hall, they, they, you know, and that was 1993. They were everywhere, and uh, it's just. Um, it, yeah. it, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that paid the rent. Okay, or anything, but uh, it, it, it yeah. was a it was a revenue stream for sure. But uh, you know, most of, hopefully it went to the artists. We were mostly interested in you come in, you pay your you pay to see see us play, and then and and that's what you know that's what, you know that's it. Right. Okay. I mean, you know, we weren't there was no there weren't even uh, uh, you know. Uh, Shirts right. back then. Yeah. There was no merch. Merch, then. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kreutzmann was selling it the the t shirts out of his trunk of the car. <laughs> I mean, we were the first ones to do that. Yeah. That's the first ones to make you know band shirts and boost pig pen. And yeah, so forth yeah. On, on you guys it. were trendsetters. Yeah, and, and also, <laughs> yeah indeed. <laughs> well, um, you talked about uh, uh, getting high. Uh, they just legalized um, recreational marijuana. Did in, they? In, in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, it's, I've got some for you here. It's state by state. <laughs> it's legal. Uh, it's, it's definitely. It's, uh, it's legal in this studio. I don't know if you know it's that. Legal in the studio, yeah, yeah, we voted too. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what, what are your thoughts on legalization uh, state by state? It will happen. It'll happen sooner than later. Yeah. I mean, it's great business. For the states, you know the taxes and all that goes to you know, uh, and it's good for your, and good for the populace in, in general. You know, it cools everybody out and brings them together in certain ways. Uh, it's helped to it the... and it gets you high, and uh, <laughs> that's okay. the most important yes, thing. it also gets you high. That's but the most important thing. Do you know? It, well, statistically, they're finding in areas where where it is legal, the the opioid issue has dropped, where people have, can do pain management with uh, mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. They're less inclined to be um, turning towards uh, you know gra- grabbing somebody's prescription drugs or something or, mm-hmm. or whatever you know is leads to their particular case so it's interesting to see that happen yeah that's opiates dangerous you yeah know? i mean you know you go down that road and it's it's not an easy road to come back right from, uh whereas smoking is a, is a pleasure yeah and it's it's very easy to do and it's uh and it's just been you know and since 1937 it's been illegal i mean it was legal until then uh, and it's been grown around the world. It's, it's 12,000 years old cannabis. I mean, the history of it going back to China. So it in hemp, uh, 
Pythagoras used it. Plato used it. Some of the greatest minds, thinkers in the uh, in, in the history. Well, how do you think it got them thinking in that direction? <laughs> well, it, they were inhaling the fumes from the seeds <laughs> yeah. and so forth. Yeah. You know, fires. You know, pits, yeah. fire pits and so forth. And it was a visionary thing. Yeah. So, looking back into the uh, into the historical record, you'll find. Most of the great thinkers yeah. uh, were uh, smoking, uh, smoking cannabis, and having visions, and yeah. that's that's how we got, you know, what we got. I want to go back to the music real quick because uh, you had mentioned something about not really uh, knowing what you had played the day before, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but the last time that the the Dead with uh, Jerry played Philadelphia, um, you guys had played Unbroken Chain. For the first time in Philadelphia ever, hmm. is that something that you were ever, as a band, ever aware of? Because as as fans here in this, as <laughs> fans here in the city, you know. it was like they played on Broken Chain, no, first time ever. Not, not really. Okay, we don't really make the set list or anything or play those things because of that. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the cycle. It's part of what you know what comes up. I mean, I mean, they used to have signs saying, you know. Last Dark Star, a thousand days, or something like that. <laughs> okay, and then we would never give in to that. And then, of course, on the thousand sevens, we would pop open Dark Star or something like that. Right. And uh, we have so many songs. It was like we have four hundred fifty songs. That's in the amazing. So we could do a whole tour without repeating. Right. Or many tours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just. And we get tired of playing song the same song over and over again. You what know? song are you most tired of? Oh Jesus, that's a good question. I, I uh, because I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Grateful Dead. I'm also a huge fan of Fish. And and Trey Anastasio had said, uh, you know, like you enjoy myself as a song that he was just tired of. And then he got pinched by the by the cops. He was doing community service in the Vermont you know fairgrounds. And he at that moment he said, "Man, I would give my left nut to play you enjoy myself all uh, you know every day for the rest of my life." Yeah. So, well, um, I think we're in we're 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 at that point. You know, in the early days, it was like that, you know, but now, you know, it's it, every song is a good song if you play it well. Yeah. And I can't really think of a song that I you know don't want to play or I want to put away because we change change up so many songs. So okay. it, it's not like we play the same song the whole tour. That's ridiculous. I've also heard in, artists in Grateful Dead World. That would be uh, that's suicidal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've heard artists say also, but they're 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 reticent to say things like that. Or what what song they don't like because because they know that for somebody in their in their fan base that means a lot. And then to hear the artist disconnect from it sort of robs it a little bit of its importance. I wanted to ask you, when did you become aware that you know that, that we think of the classic the the hopping in a van and following the dead tour. When did you become mm. aware that was a thing where you were starting to have fans that were literally following you all around well we didn't really tour and i think really until 68 right or something like that and so once we started touring uh it happened we, immediately we ma- mainly a san francisco band yeah you know, and we d- didn't like to cross borders for <laughs> obvious reasons <laughs> <laughs> so we stayed at home mostly <laughs> and enjoyed ourselves outside of the pri- outside of prison uh, uh, <laughs> But we noticed people. You know, we noticed people were, you know, following us, and then it got it became a caravan more and more, and then yeah. it became, um, you know, a scene in the parking lot. 
Yeah. You know, everybody was there selling their uh, whatever. A culture, a community, yeah. yeah. Culture, and they kind of defined themselves. Yeah. I mean, we didn't make deadheads. No. They made themselves. Well, I, I love that, like, because at fish concerts as well, that area in the, in the parking lot, it's called Shakedown Street. That's what it's called, yeah. It's called Shakedown One Street. One of our records is called Shakedown Street, so yeah. they call it that, and it's a very friendly place. And you go there, and it's kind of like the gate into the Grateful Dead world. I love it. You can find out the ethos and so forth of the people and meet people. It's kind of... Somebody said something recently that kind of resonated with me, and they said it feels like home when we go there. Wow. You know, and I started thinking... Hmm. Yeah, you got to know where home's at, yeah. and and so it's it's such a gathering place for ritualizing, and that's what shakedown and and what our conscious is supposed to be. They're supposed to be rituals to take you to another virtual place and transport you, raise your consciousness. It's not so much about the dance, right? Mm-hmm. It's about you know the changing of consciousness. But of course, the dancing is one great way of 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 doing that. Let me ask you with the uh, with the art and your 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 painting. I mean, did people automatically take to it? Were you afraid you were going to get the here's a musician trying to be an, a, a a painter sort of deal? I'm well, not afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so what what was what was that jump like, and and how well uh, were you received initially? Because I mean, honestly, we we were looking at the stuff. It's pretty amazing looking. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. So what was that? What was that initially like? Well, uh, I didn't think of it as. Uh... It's art. You know, yeah, it is came art. out. It's right. you, you follow the muse. I mean, you're an artist. You know, the right. thing that it turns you on makes you do things artistically. And uh, first time I did it, uh, I walked into the house and uh, I my daughter looked at it and he said, "You know, Dad, this got legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's this pretty good. Legs. She liked it. Yeah. And so if my daughter liked it, and she she didn't like." much <laughs> does she like the dead does she, she like that she, okay so i said okay i'll, I'll paint if you like it i'll paint it yeah. uh, i don't like much and i love it you know i mean i, I mean I, I play music all day or i'm in, involved in music and then at night i go into my uh my zone and i yeah. paint i paint yeah. at night uh okay. and, and it's it's kind of a synesthetic thing you know it's it's really synesthesia. At, you ever so I enjoy my synesthesia <laughs> at night. Well, who you wouldn't? Ever, you ever stay up all night doing it? Yes, I do. I believe it. Yeah, you yeah. better believe it. Yeah. When because, you get I, to <laughs> because I do my best work before dawn. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you, the, yeah. you can take a look for yourself and uh, see Mickey Hart's work. It's called Vibrational Expressionism, The Art of Mickey Hart. Uh, Wentworth Galleries. It's uh, really cool. Today hey. from 6 to 8 hey, p.m. At the Hard Rock in Atlantic City, and then uh, tomorrow from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mall at Short Hills. And then Sunday, back out this way, King of Prussia, uh, noon to 2. Is there is there a spot where we can go to get all this information, a website or anything? You guys I just want to meet the King of Prussia. Yes. <laughs> we all do. And I, want to, and I want to see Mrs. Prussia. Sure. Mr. Prussia. Uh, and all of the little all, Prussians. All the Prussians. Yeah. I'm the Prussia. actually Mrs. Prussia. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She shops there all the time. I heard that she cooks. Oh, you, heard you wrong. have heard wrong, sir. <laughs> wrong, Mrs. Prussia. She makes reservations. Yeah. yeah. 
I can make a mean she reservation. She makes a mean reservation. Oh, she uh, makes a mean Romanoff. <laughs> Wentworthgalleries.com, uh, I've been told. Is also PrestonSteve.com. Okay, we'll have all the information there. There you go. One-step yeah, uh, shopping. And I do have one last request. When we get done here, can can we jam off air a little quick? Uh, you bet. Me? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. I got some stuff for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give some love to the one and only Mr. Mickey. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming by, man. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. 3-0 at the Spectrum with the Wallflowers, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and thousands of our closest friends. How you guys feeling tonight? At the movies, we saw Saving Private Ryan. There's something about Mary and the Big Lebowski. This aggression will not stand, man. At MMR, the DJs had new music from these bands. Pearl Jam, Kid Ron, Hole, K, Corn, The Smashing Pumpkins, The Offspring, BC Boys, Dave Matthews Band, Marilyn Manson, Godsmack, and so many more from 1998. Listen all weekend as we highlight another page from our scrapbook of shared musical memories. Sponsored by Jeff D'Ambrosio Auto Group, the Tri-State's number one Jeep and Ram dealer. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that's rocked Philly for 50 amazing years. They had to remove some of the doors in the offices so we could fit our Lorenzo's and Son pizzas. <laughs> Uh, that have arrived. Actually, that happened at the Camp Out for Hunger. Remember, yes, they, had to, it, they did. They had to open to up both <laughs> doors to get the pizzas into the <laughs> tent. Uh, but Lorenzo's and Sons uh, vote, voted uh, one of the best 100-run pizzerias in the country on four different occasions. And we're going to have an announcement uh, about uh, Special announcement. From what I've heard. That's the word. So we got to get uh, our buddy Joe on the air to uh, to pass that information along in a little while. But uh, we'll do some giveaways in a bit in conjunction with their appearance. But everybody here gets pizza from Lorenzo's. Yay! Well. It's a pretty sweet deal. Yes! That's definitely worth applause. All right, let's do a Bizarre Fox. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, I got some stories for you. Let's begin with this one. The thongs were flying as the annual Miss Bum Bum contest. <laughs> this freaking thing. Turned into a bit of a brouhaha. The contest, a Brazilian staple, celebrates the country's prettiest posteriors. Uh, but uh, people were shocked when two contestants started fighting wow. after one accused the other of enhancing her assets. You got a fake ass! Minutes <laughs> after Ellen Santana was crowned Miss Bum Bum 2018, she was stripped of her winner's sash by a rival, uh, Aline Uva, who covered the, the title for herself. Look at this. There's a nozzle to inflate it. Uh, Uva, a 27-year-old massage therapist, slammed the iconic competition as a farce and said Santana's butt was bogus. She it's, said, it's at that, it's at that oh point she labeled it a farce. Uh, yeah, when she <laughs> lost. This Miss Bum Bum contest at this point has become a farce. But she says, I fulfilled all the rules wow. of the game. My butt is real, but her butt is plastic. Uh, the indignant loser screamed, Miss Bum Bum is a farce. Today, I could prove all of this. Well, the thing to do, like at the airport when they make you turn on your laptop, I think they should all defecate to prove that it's a functioning butt. Oh, okay. Well, I think that she knows the butts function, but, oh, oh, all right. this but is they're an enhanced. intense competition. It is yeah. very intense. Good Kathy, Lord. so this has been the, 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 the big thing for a long time. Yep. Uh, organizers pulled the pair apart, uh, and the pageant creator, uh, Cacao Oliver. Cacalola? Yeah, Cacalola. 
uh, said the melodramatics made the pageant interesting. Uh, winner of the 8th Annual Miss Bum Bum contestant gets about $17,500 in endorsement deals. That's really not that much. Well, in Brazil it might be. Yeah. Uh, it becomes one of the South American country's top celebrities if you win. Uh, and two trans women took part for the first time this year, by the way. Animal control officers removed a seven-foot alligator from a Kansas City home on Wednesday during an eviction, and the gator's owner says that he'll fight to get him back. I want him back. Uh, Sean Casey said when officials showed up Wednesday morning to evict him, he had just minutes to get out of the home, so he had to leave everything behind, including his pet alligator named Catfish. Uh, he also had to leave back three snakes, a rabbit, uh, named Dinner as well. <laughs> named Dinner? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So his alligator's catfish. He's got three snakes and a rabbit named Dinner. Uh, Casey said... I'm <laughs> right. Casey said the house belonged to his grandmother, who's currently in a nursing Six home. Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. The owner of the home is a trustee and evicted him. Casey said the creature... Uh, meaning the alligator, Catfish, was only about 15 to 18 inches long when he first got him four years ago. But now Catfish is the largest alligator that Kansas City Animal Control Officers have ever had to deal with. They had to call in an animal rescue group to help them remove Catfish since they aren't equipped to deal with a more than 200-pound alligator. Jesus. It took over four people to handle it. Uh, this uh, rescue was painful for the gator's owner. He said Because here's what he had to say. Casey said... He had his own way of saying hi to people. He said yeah, by ripping their arms off. He said they're not big, ferocious animals like people think. They no. have personalities. It's a bad reputation they've gotten over the years. Uh, Casey said the animal's diet consisted of chicken nuggets, steak, deer, and fish. And his pets. And he added that catfish acts like a dog. He said he was like a dog. Like a dog. <laughs> a dog. You know, the way a dog will uh, ingest an entire family. He said, I don't think he knew he was an alligator. I tell oh, people knew. all the time, I've got an alligator who can't swim. Him. He's scared of the dark and scared of thunderstorms. One day I'm going to kill him. And like a dog, Catfish roamed around his house. He said, I built him a ramp to get him back in his tank because he's a big lizard. So it, uh, these people amaze me because it never occurs to... Look, we're looking at the rig at which he had to keep this alligator in his house. Mm-hmm. He obviously had to build this thing. At, at that point, when you're building a special enclosure for your incredibly outsized alligator, don't you pause for a second and go... Maybe I shouldn't have this thing. He went on to say he liked to come out and play. Oddly enough, he liked to come and sit in my lap. Uh, That's a bunch of crap. Alligators are prohibited in Kansas City. Catfish is now in the care of Dana Sov- uh, Severelli at Monkey Island. Uh, who is probably missing a few monkeys at this point. An exotic animal rescue group in Greenwood. Where did Chi-Chi go? Uh, Severelli said, uh, well-meaning people buy alligators when they're small and don't realize how big they're going to get. And he said his sanctuary is full after he rescued two other large gators a few months ago. Uh, but Casey says he plans to find a way to get his beloved pet back. He said, I don't know what to what to uh what the procedure will be to get him back, but I'm gonna fight to get him back. Well fortunately Kansas City has one of the top alligator reclaiming lawyers in the country. Oh really? Yeah. Is He's he not licensed? licensed in this state though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when anim- you lose an alligator, it can be devastating. Uh Animal Control says that he's not gonna get it back though. Uh and one more story. Police in Florida got a surprising phone call on Tuesday morning that there was an alligator in the break room of a Walmart. Wow, this might be an all-alligator bizarre fire. I really tried to make uh-huh. it happen, but I couldn't find enough stories. So the alligator, it was in the break room? Yeah, it was in the break room, having a smoke. 
Uh, Officer Michael. No, it's not French benefits. <laughs> it's fringe. Did anyone fill out their 401k yet? Uh, Officer Michael Connor of the Port St. Lucie Police Department was dispatched to the local Walmart store when an employee called to report the small gator. This is a less impressive gator. The department tweeted a photo uh, of the office hold officer holding the alligator. It's like a novelty gator. Yeah, it's like a salamander. Along with the caption, Officer Connor had to escort an unwelcome shopper at Walmart. The little fellow was trespassing, and uh, he was relocated in good health. Why don't they just go back and open fire on it? Uh, police said the alligator was released into a nearby waterway. So, there you go. That's See, Casey, you go down to Florida. Yeah. Florida, home of the alligators. Just you can't see a damn one. Yeah, and and there's are... one in the break room. Oh. Well, I'm going down when it's like a little bit too chilly. Yeah. You know? I got to go down like now. Yep. All right. So that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. I, I want to give away a $25 gift card to Lorenzo and Sons. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We'll take caller number eight. Don't forget, you can visit Lorenzo's at one of their multiple locations, South Street on High Street in Westchester, at the multiple stands in the Wells Fargo Center. And now, we're going to, well, not now. We're going to tell you in a moment, we're going to have an announcement where else you will be able to get some uh, Lorenzo Great for eating. Great as a pool cover. That too, (laughs) yep. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us, my friend. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2019. Twelve magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. The official release party is Friday, November 16th from 7 to 10 p.m. at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Be first with a free copy of the calendar. Hang with the morning show and meet the girls of Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2019. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Nick just showed me this text. It says, talking about pie yesterday made me want one, so I got an apple pie uh, from Trader Joe's. Kathy is insane. Pies are amazing. I don't remember that. Kathy doesn't like pies. I, there's, you got, as you were going oh, through the list, yeah, I, like yeah. all of them, I was kind of like, no, I'm out. I would rather not eat it. How about pizza pie? Yeah, I like pizza pie. Okay, good. <laughs> we want to welcome our friend from Lorenzo and Sons, my friend and neighbor, <laughs> Joe Pulizzi is Yay! here this morning. The owner of Lorenzo's. How you doing, man? Really good. How you guys doing? We're doing great. So you brought in a bunch of pizza, obviously, this morning. We're going to see you at the camp out for hunger. Yes. Uh, which is cool, but um, Lorenzo's has a bit of an announcement to make, correct? Yes. Are we so, going to drum roll? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Hey. Might right. as well sell the sizzle on this. So what's the story on this, Joe? Uh, our new expansion is going to be at Xfinity Live. Xfinity Live, a new Lorenzo's and Sons location, which it's going to be available. Well, it's not going to be till next year, right? Uh, spring 2019. Spring 2019. Yep. So it's not going to be up and, and ready for you to get while you're at the Camp Alpha Hunger. However, but, Lorenzo's will be by one of the days. For Philly season. Yes. They'll be there. Yes. yes. Absolutely. That's perfect. Do you know where you're going to be inside there? I we mean, are taking over the three olives. So right next to the PBR. Okay. Oh, as okay. walk in right in the front. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So That's, you can just walk right in, walk right out. Absolutely. Go over to the park and buy an extra seat for your slice. Yeah. And it'll be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Are you guys going to be like South Street and just offering up the cheese only? Yeah. For the the demand, I think we can just do cheese. Yeah, because there's going to be so many people at the sporting events that you guys will be overwhelmed. I understand Yeah, because we get all the events there at Xfinity Life. So all the Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, so pregame. Yep. You go to Xfinity Life first, and then you go to the... 
stadium. That's stadium. perfect. Yep. That's perfect. Now, Westchester has more expanded uh, menu over there. You guys have some other varieties. Yeah, so there. there's a lot more people out there, uh, yep. more demographics. So we aim for the college students, for the late-night crowd, and also we have families, foodies. Yep. So we have bigger menus. So we have personal gourmet pizzas, cheesesteaks, fries. This is all a bunch of... Uh, Starters. It's a great location. What's the uh, what's the cheesesteak uh, place? Is it at uh, Xfinity Live? What's Gino's. Over there? It's Gino's. You guys are going to do uh, the, the, Philly the Philly tacos? Yes. Yeah. So you yes. wrap a cheesesteak oh, in God. a Lorenzo's slice. Yeah. And that's a Philly taco. And then you run a marathon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, cool, man. You guys yeah. keep spreading the love. I, that's uh, that's big news. So we yeah, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. No problem. The question has to be, is there going to be some sort of representation of MMR there? Because... Yeah, you know what? We start yeah. you, but snuck you into Wells Fargo Center. So I, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, did. I pull this one out. All right, all right, very cool. <laughs> all right, let's hear for Giuseppe. I appreciate Yay! it. Thank you guys. Owner of Lorenzo's and Sons, and everybody here is getting some pizza, which is uh, phenomenal. So we're happy about that. It's, it's a Philadelphia institution. Speaking of that, one of the Philadelphia institutions that we've talked about on occasion is uh, former Mayor Frank Rizzo, yes, or deceased Mayor or late Mayor Frank Rizzo. Uh, if he's I, just been faking it. I'll be shocked. Well, I got a uh, I got a, a, a message yesterday and a link from our friend uh, Victor Fiorello over at Philadelphia Magazine, and he sent me a an article that's coming out on the Frank Rizzo estate sale. I heard about this. That's going to be happening. So you can buy all kinds of items from the controversial mayor's Chestnut Hill home, uh, and I believe the home. Is on the market as well. So Frank Rizzo, You're a real crumb bum. Frank Rizzo's uh, house is up in Chestnut Hills, up for one point seven million dollars. So okay, all right. So when we're watching the video, mm-hmm. we the, the video that we've had fun with a couple of times on the air, is that the neighborhood that the house is in? It's got to uh, be right. Uh, right? Uh, it would have to be. Pretty, I think that was in Chestnut Hill. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. walking his dog, so yeah. he's probably not going too far from his house. Yeah. So I like to walk fifteen miles when I walk <laughs> my dog. I take her out on a brisk fifty mile walk. Uh, so they're going to have just buttons, my dog. <laughs> so we're going to have. Uh, you want to go out for a nice fifty mile walk, buttons? Um, Let's go do it. So we're going to have. Uh, they're 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 going to have all these uh, different items up for auction. This is kind of cool. I think so. It's a little piece of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's scheduled for November 23rd through the 25th. And the broker for the sale from mainline uh, firm called Sales by Helen is uh, John Romani. And he says, you want to get there early. He said, we do a lot of sales for athletes and celebrities, and some of them get around 500 people. Wow. Damn. And so he's thinking that this is going to be a pretty popular one. I wonder if any of this stuff will be purchased just for people who collect historical um, stuff for the city. Yeah. You know? That's a good question. Uh, He said, we're anticipating a huge crowd for this one. In fact, we even hired a food truck to be there. Meatball sandwiches. Says, figured we better make it Italian. Meatball sandwich. Well, all right. I mean, that's like Italian-American, but if you go to, like, Italy, meatballs aren't a thing. Uh, I know. Shut up. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Sorry about that, man. I'll go back in my corner. (laughs) This besmirching meatballs, you crumb bum. Mm-hmm. You're a real crumb bum. Uh, the full descriptions and prices for the items won't be released until the week of the sale. Uh, but Romani said that there will be plenty of standard household items and trinkets in the five to twenty-five dollar range. Wow, Mayor Rizzo had a lot of trinkets. That's great. Uh, while some of uh, Frank Rizzo's very personal items will be priced. Look at that. That's my Stretch Armstrong at several thousand dollars. So, I, what I, kind of trinkets are we talking about? 
They don't have them listed? Well, I have, I have a list of some interesting things. Is that, it, are, are things as, as banal as like a gravy boat or what? Are, I, I have descriptions. It's of my some, waffle iron. Some more interesting. I made a lot of waffles in that, <laughs> yeah, crumb bum. Uh, some interesting things that Victor has set aside. But yeah, Steve, furniture all the way to, look at this. Little collectible uh, trinkets. Little, little. Look at this one. Isn't it adorable? He says, "I love you this much." It's uh, they're they're a little. Somebody collected little porcelain. Is it like dolls. Hummels? Look at this beanie little, babies. Little porcelain dolls. Uh, there's some, Hummels. There's some doggies. These and... little fresh faced little German punks. What are Hummels? Hummels are little um little porcelain dolls. They're very like little rosy little cheeks. Yeah. Little kids. Okay. Apparently, there's a lot of plates. And look at these uh, little dolls. They got flippers instead of hands. Uh, there's a lot of uh, vases or vases or whatever you want to call those. It's vases. It's vases? Yeah. All right. And uh, there's there are tea sets. And yes, a gravy tea boat. Tea sets. My tea. favorite time of day. High tea. That's a gravy boat right there. Look. Ah, oh, you, wow. I just made it get. Look at this stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty... Um, was this? This is, couldn't have been his collection. Well, it, well, he had a wife. He was married. Yeah. yeah, those are Hummels, by the way. But do uh, me a favor. When the press comes, tell them you collect this stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll die of embarrassment. There's uh, look at this little one. She's a ballerina, and she seems to be saying, "My foot's hurt. I can't dance in Swan Lake today." I create little stories around them. <laughs> you create little stories yeah. around them. Yeah. Okay. When I play with them at night with my flashlight under the sheets. Okay. All right. Uh, so there are those things. There are lots of, um, there's uh, crystal. This one's a beautiful little rose made of porcelain. Uh, it looks like as there's. As delicate as can be, like a baby's whisper. There's like some uh, crystalline uh, horses and dogs and uh, and geese. See, I want the trench coat. dildo. I want the trench coat that he's wearing in that video. That, like, you know, the hat that he's wearing. That's so iconic. That's what I want. That's so iconic, yes. yeah. So his wife just died this year at the age of 101. Wow. Dear God. This, this stuff is actually uh, this stuff is actually eminently collectible. This is actually real deal stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it looks like there's some stuff that's worth uh, it. The, I, I've never understood the plate thing, the hanging the plates on the walls. I know. Look at that. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, the plates have never been... It's like mounting your toilet on the wall. My thing, or people that collect thimbles. I don't know if you've ever... Look yeah. at thimbles. Yeah. yeah. Spoons. Do you do a lot of knitting? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> but, um, all right, so you want me to read off some of the items? Please. There's, there's photos. And the, and the suggested auction prices. No, there's none of that stuff. Okay. Uh, but, uh, there's, there's loads of photos that you can check out, but here it's we my go. Chia pet? So, uh, depictions of Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo art. Uh, this is me as Pegasus. There's a bust presented to him uh, that was presented to him in 1973 as a humanitarian award for, and this is the name of it, the Adult Trainees Foundation for Retarded Children. <gasps> well, that's what they... No, that was, it was, what it they, was okay yes. then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clinically, that's, that's, that's the deal. That yeah. was a, a medical word. So you can buy that if you want. Uh, also, Frank Rizzo's religious stuff. You could get the um, uh, Bible presented to Frank Rizzo by the Gideons. Look at I bought it extra. It's signed by Jesus. A t- I think I got taken. <laughs> there was a two-inch square piece of the red carpet that Pope John Paul II walked across at Philadelphia International Airport in 1979. Wow. So well, that is pretty cool. Two-inch piece of cloth that the Pope stepped on. He uh, stepped on yeah, maybe. We should yeah, probably maybe. get that. This is the shoe he stepped on. He stepped on my foot. Uh, Frank Rizzo's gun stuff, it says here. So you Frank can... Rizzo's gun stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, so he had uh, brass belt buckles bearing the Colt firearms and Smith and Wesson brands. So these are legitimate. Those are legitimate firearm collectibles. Can you just lower, raise it? Uh, the the baseball I'm seeing here, Preston. Does it say anything about the baseball? Uh uh-uh. uh Mayor Rizzo says, mm, "Is that Minutemen?" Minute Men? Okay. Yeah, don't know. 
Uh, I only have these here. Uh, an owner's manual for a Smith & Wesson Model 78G CO2 pistol from the 1970s. And all my hustlers. <laughs> wow, he went dirty. Full collection. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. This one is wild. Yeah. I don't know where this chick comes from. Um, you didn't go Playboy or Penthouse? I think no. he was. More, I think he was hustler. Esquire. I think he was probably more conservative. Esquire and play and, and Playboy. No, not Hustler. Nah. Oh come on, too dirty. All right, yeah, um, completely. You can buy. You can buy Frank Rizzo's nightstick. Uh, so you know, That's a little from the yeah, from his police days. From his police days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he he cracked a lot of skulls with that thing. So I I don't know if that bump your uh, skull for you. Yeah. Ate, ate a lot of little chocolate donuts. <laughs> uh, there is a political cartoon. It was called Recall Rizzo. Mm-hmm. And uh, during Frank Rizzo's, uh, hey Riz, <laughs> by the way, I keep forgetting that uh, it was a character in Greece. Yeah, we all hung out. Kaniki, oh, the whole gang. I yeah, you were talking about the rat from uh, the Muppets. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Uh, during Rizzo's second mayoral campaign in 1975, he said that he would hold the line on taxes. After he won, though, he raised them, leading to a recall Rizzo campaign. What did I say again? Uh, the effort showed initial signs of success, but on September 30th, 1976, Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled against it. So a few days later, the Philadelphia Daily News political cartoonist Rob Lawler published a cartoon showing a recall Rizzo activist jumping off the Henry Avenue Bridge, soon to be followed by members of the press and liberals. Kathy, wouldn't that look great in your rumpus room? (laughs) And so he kept that, and that's one of the things that is up for sale as well. Uh, Honestly, I, uh, you know, you... There's a ton of stuff. They, so with this scroll has been continuing while we've been talking. Some actual, you know, I was wondering what the artwork would be like, but um, it's pretty good. Um, you know, standard stuff that you might see at a starving artist sale. Yeah. Or a garage sale. Garage sale. Garage sale, yeah. Um, Frank Rizzo's Rolodex is up for grabs. That might be kind of interesting. That yeah, to go through that. Yeah. Call I, those numbers. I doubt those numbers exist anymore, but. <laughs> Look, one, this one Mark Crumbum, we know who that is. <laughs> You're a real Crumbum. Uh, and there's one item that, that shows that he had a bit of a sense of humor. In 1976, the Fairmount Park Art Association had installed a sculpture called Government of the People outside of the Municipal Services Building. The sculpture, which still is there, had been designed by Jacques Lipschitz. Uh, and I'm but, sorry, that is a funny name no matter what way you cut it. But not cast before his death in 1973. Uh, and Frank Rizzo... Look at this, it's an original Lipschitz. Uh, Rizzo hated it. And like Frank Rizzo, was always uh, was about things that he uh, he was vocal about things he hated. And, got all his Star Wars figures, Preston. And once Lipschitz's widow widow got wind of the fact that the mayor of Philadelphia was throwing shade at her late husband's work, she framed some of the tools that he used to create the original plaster mold, and then uh, sent that to Rizzo, and he held on to them. So even though he hated it, he kept it as a. He as thought a, it was a funny gift. And uh, look at this! I got an authentic R ten D ten. R10 D- oh, Star Wars. R2-D2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you're interested, a uh, lot of items. There going is up. a ton of stuff. Yeah. Going up for sale from... Uh, There's an actual... Who's the picture? I guess is that Rizzo himself. There's a portrait right there. Do you see it? Yeah, I think that's... Oh, it. no, that's the Fonz. No, that's not the Fonz. That's Frank Rizzo. <laughs> Did it... He, he, had, he had to have had kids, right? Yes. And, and yeah, they, yeah. Frank Jr. Jr. Yeah. And, there uh, was uh, Bobby, Cindy, Marsha, and Jane. Ladies, yeah. Well, the girls weren't his, but uh, I think... They were his stepdaughters. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So do they still live in this area? 
I would assume, they're, right? They're a part of this uh, estate sale. So there we go. When the mom passed away, uh, that's why a lot of this is, is now up for sale because it was recent that she died. Um, wow, she lived to 101. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. So I guess that's, uh, and she died recently, you said, Nick? Yeah, she died in July, so all of okay. this estate stuff is happening now. Yeah. Have you ever had to divvy up family items when somebody passes? Yeah. I've sold things from uh, people who were asleep in the family. Oh. Who <laughs> hadn't necessarily passed away, no. but when they woke up, it was gone. I remember being at my, uh, we went for my grandfather's funeral, and then afterwards we went back to the house, and then everybody kind of started... I'm going to take that. That's going to be oh, mine. Oh, wow. And, uh, the best can, thing to do is when they're this. still alive. Is yeah, go, right, yeah, right, exactly. This. You uh, can't I, walk. Listen, you don't use this. It, it, it's weird. Listen, my father passed away four years ago. Yeah. And, you know, we had a little bit of that after he died. But I know, like. Yeah, but your mom's still alive. She would get everything, right? Um. Well, I mean, there were things that she didn't want. Like, things that were his. That she, you know, not not things that, that were theirs, but right. things that were his. Like, you know, I like every Sunday I wear his Mike Quick yeah. jersey for, for Eagles games. Right. And but before I took that, I asked everybody, you know, so like I was trying to be really respectful of everybody's feelings. Sure. You so, know, and, I, sure. and everybody was. Yeah. There, there are things that if nobody's going to, you, you're going to throw them away unless somebody's going to use them. Yeah. Right? That type of stuff needs to be divvied well, up as well. It, but it has been the flashpoint for a lot of family fights. Sure. When, when, they, when that gets contentious, yeah. it can be horrible. Preston, where's that armoire? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's at my dad's house. Oh, okay. And, and he wants Is this the to... one that scared you? No, no, no. No, it's the one that he wants to give to Preston and they my, want nothing to do with it. My sister wants it. It's it's a it's a uh, 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 historic piece of, of furniture. And it's giant, right? That's handed down in the family. My sister wants it. My dad doesn't want my sister to have it. He has confided in me that he wants me Listen, to have it. Listen, I want you to have this. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't, you know how you don't want me there for Thanksgiving? Yeah. I don't want that piece of crap. <laughs> It's huge, okay? I don't know where we're going to put it. It only weighs nine metric tons. I'll probably end up just having to rent some storage place, and it's going to cost me money because I don't know where to put it in my house. Have him go through the process of shipping it out and then send him back a quick time video of it in flames on your front lawn. No, this no, this is after he passes. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm sorry. So there's yeah. no way to like yeah. repurpose it into something else? It's, it's We went over massive. this. It's huge. But I know. But here's like, the thing. You're... I, your dad is great, and I do not want him to go anywhere. But yeah. when it's time, he's not going to be here. Just give it to your sister if she wants it. I don't think it'll fit in their apartment. I don't well, let them worry about I that. I'll take an axe to it. it. <laughs> take an axe to it. It'll, yeah. fit, it'll fit right in. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Here, let me do a little wood carving here. How big is it? You know, describe well, it like in well, this room somewhere. And a, another like, question to that. Yeah. Why does your dad think you want it? No, he he wants it to stay in the family. He's, yeah. he's passing it down. Yeah, oh. he wants it to stay in the Tell family. Tell him it's your fervent wish that it not stay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, give it to your one of your kids automatically. It's like, uh, Parker, it's yours now. What, but yeah. what's he going to do with it? I don't know. Well, well, he's what what teenage <laughs> kid these days yeah. doesn't want a, a heavy giant, wooden armoire? Doesn't matter. Armoire. Hey, doesn't, you know don't what? give back. Carter's man. got an armoire. <laughs> Just park it right outside his bedroom window. <laughs> you know, like I get so many chicks off this thing. This monitor. Okay, this monitor on the wall. Imagine that going from where it is now all the way to the floor. So it's a 65 inch set. And coming out about this far. Wow. So you could put, you could bury Actually, two people in it. that will be my son's first apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom. That's it. You, can you could literally rent. You could bury two people in that. Yeah. Is it is it Easily. a wardrobe yeah. or is it like an armoire that has like, uh, like drawers? An arm and a war. I haven't opened that thing and I don't know okay. how long. He I doesn't remember. know. He doesn't care. It's yeah. huge. He doesn't is want it. Is it pretty? 
It's nice looking, yeah. Could you put too... your video game in there? Like It's too big. It's too big. It's huge. It's huge, and he doesn't want it. Yeah. I'm just trying to repurpose it for you. you know, Maybe I, Casey I wants it, Preston. I do not want it. Why uh, don't you start calling and seeing if you can work your range with favor? This text asks how many Lorenzo slices fit inside. Uh, One. Two. <laughs> Maybe two. When my grandfather passed away, um, we was uh, same kind of a thing, Preston. We had to go back to his house and... Um, uh, there were two things that we were looking for. One were his baseball cards, which apparently he had like a rookie Babe Ruth. We never found that. But what we did find. He did have a Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I didn't have to spend the $40 on that. But no, we, we found um, in a filing cabinet, we found love letters that he wrote to my grandmother. When oh. they, and, and like, so, you know, but, oh, wow. but we had to sift through piles of files. You know, it's just yeah. there was so much paper everywhere. And it. <laughs> yeah. My dear son, I leave to you my Daryl Strawberry signed baseball card. Actually, when my mom passed away, we found love letters written to Frank oh. Rizzo. Oh, what? <laughs> Which is very You're a real crumb bum. <laughs> my little crummy, she called him. <laughs> my little My dearest crummy, crummy <laughs> I miss you so very much and your humble figures. <laughs> Uh, hang on, this is kind of interesting. I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? Uh, so my sister and I, whenever we're at my parents' house, we'll put post-it notes of our names on all the furniture and things that we want, and my parents are still very much alive. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and Mom is not oh my happy God. with this. Mom doesn't like that? <laughs> that's awesome. I mean... Like, it, that's my hutch. I'm getting Grandma's this, <laughs> and she's like, get out of my house now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's so weird though, but I, but that's sort of funny, and in right. a way, you you can kind of if you hash this out now, yeah, you, you won't be fighting. You know, I, when when my mom passed away years ago, so I was twenty. Yeah, somehow I ended up with a full collection of like silver silverware. Okay, and I'm I'm like in an I'm in a bachelor apartment yeah. with yeah. my brother. You know, you still have it, or do you eventually? It's somewhere. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. yeah. I yeah. mean. Uh, you accumulate too much stuff at some point. But you don't. Things have to go. But know? the last thing is with this. It, I know. You, it's important to your dad. And the last <laughs> thing you want to do is is hurt his feelings yeah. or or not follow his wishes. <laughs> it's a bit much. It is it's a, a bit, bit much. much. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> the way he doesn't want you there for Thanksgiving. But Steve, like in your situation, you probably were too young to appreciate what that was. Yeah. You know, and you probably don't. Now have I'm old it enough now. to not appreciate it. Well, no, but some of the stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. can it can be passed down and it. It can be used. Like, my my mom wanted to give me her china, and I was like, I don't want that crap. Like, I don't even like that. No. And then, sure enough. Thank you. Down- Thank you for being so kind. <laughs> Dad, you're my little girl. But I down love the, the way you called it crap. Down the line, I, I now have it. I was like, hey, do you still have that china? Oh, She's like, wow. yeah, and I don't use it. I'm like, I'll take it. No oh. kidding. Guess what? You can't get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah we <laughs> Gave it to your brother. <laughs> we got china, obviously, for our, our wedding, and we used it for the first time ever last year. We It, it just sat in a, you know, yeah. trying to have Took a shotgun yeah. out back. <laughs> but, you know, after a while, because you do accumulate a lot of things over time, and then a- after a while, you have to just, you have to stop. And, you know, my mom tells me the story about how she was out shopping with my dad and she wanted to get like a new, uh, she, you know, decoration, like a holiday decoration, Kath. And, and I know you're all about that. My dad's like, Joanne, what are you going to do with this? Like, you know, like, I don't know how many more Christmases or Easter's you have left. Like, but, are, you know, like if you keep buying this stuff, then eventually you're just going to have sure. to be buried with it. Well, you don't know. You don't. It's not it's not the law that you have to be buried with your Christmas decorations. <laughs> But I'd, Although, I'd, I'd say this, though, that is a good idea. Might request I, that. I would be actually, I'm not going to think about it. Me too. Ultimately, um, you're right at a certain point. But 
also, it's not as you're going through life. Think about what the people who are you're 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 who are going to have to go through your stuff are going to have to go through, and you yeah. don't want to saddle them with that. Okay, like so, this uh, nine ton armor. This is a terrible thing to say, but somebody says you should turn that into your father's casket. That's what I was. Saying. Oh wow, <laughs> you were thinking that? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. But but I mean, it would be a way. But you, he does it. He wants it. He wants it. He wants it passed in down the down family. See why mm-hmm. he wants everyone to know the misery of this armor. Do you, you know, know when you know what's going to happen is none of my kids will have kids, and I'll be stuck with it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. No one nothing it, to do. You'll with be it. you'll be sitting there in a room with a mm-hmm. <laughs> this goddamn thing. <laughs> this is the bane of my existence. Was it? Passed you couldn't down get him? rid of me, could you? <laughs> you wanted to, but you couldn't. <laughs> Was it passed down to him? I, Do you know how old this thing is? He, it, yeah, his mom owned it. I know, my grandmother. You know, you know so. the classic story is you'll eventually at a certain point you'll have it. You'll decide to give it to Goodwill and find out. Uh, you'll get a letter from him. But did you find the million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, take yeah, the yeah, money yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Thank. I, that's why I wanted you to have it. I didn't want your sister to know. Or he ends up watching an episode of Antiques Roadshow yeah, yeah, yeah. like six months later. Yeah, and it's, it's worth twelve why, million dollars. This is a, this is a this is an original gold farm. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's just it's just that item that uh, everybody's looked at. Like, I want that. That's going to be mine. But it's and, so like, how would they even get it anywhere? You know, they like, have to be. Well, you got you got you got a truck. Take yeah. an axe to it. Right. No, did you ship it? Yes, they can. They can ship anything. I mean, um, they can. They can move houses. Uh, somebody texts and says, "My husband and I have our own auction company. We see families fighting over stuff all the time." Yeah, they said, "It's sad. It's just stuff. Let us sell it for you and get the money." So that's from Laura in uh, Bedminster. That's sort of sage advice. When my my mother, um, when my wife's mother, my mother in law passed away, you know, there's nine siblings, but they just kind of just. Tried to be as chill as they could about mm-hmm. everything, and, and, and it worked out okay. You know what people can't get rid of and or um, give to uh, family members after they pass along is uh, pianos, like grand pianos. They end up being furniture in, in homes, and sometimes when people move, they'll leave the piano behind because it's yeah. so difficult to take with them. Yeah. So they just become these things that become permanent fixtures in, in homes. Uh, I'm going to go to Sarah here. Uh, hi, Sarah. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay. That's all right, Sarah. What's up? <laughs> so my grandparents are both still alive, and they have four kids. Um, so they have this system where their kids will go into their house and take sticky notes and put them on the things that they want to be given to them in the will. So if you go into their house, there's, like, sticky notes on all sorts of different things. So do they just stay oh. – couldn't you just put it on a list as opposed to – Yeah, right. When you die, I want this. I mean, as you're walking around your house, isn't that kind of depressing? I think it's they kind of like hide them. They're like under things, or there's one like behind the TV. I know. Oh, all right. Like that. <laughs> That's terrible. That really is. I mean, but put, I, perhaps just tell the siblings to get together and hash it out and go through a list, as opposed to displaying it on everything as a constant reminder of their mortality. You might forget about. Well, well yeah. I mean, they don't want to see that all the time. Yeah. You might forget about those things if you don't, you know, aren't over there all the time. But yeah, right. Well, take take, a, take pictures. My, my aunt- some of my aunts and uncles have gone and like moved the sticky notes of something that they <laughs> Sons didn't know what I'm talking about. Like, and replaced it. Yeah. <sighs> it, you that that is bad cricket when you replace a sticky note. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, what are you getting? There's a quilt that I have my eye on. <laughs> my grandma How do you put a sticky note on a quilt though? Well you have to embroider it, it into it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's what you're it's keeping there. your eye on? Okay. I got gotcha. you. I know it's there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like this. Yeah. My gra- my grandmother used to make quilts. She had come on them. car accident. They were really cool. I was actually talking to my dad about that the other day, and I, I do wish I had one of those. Those yeah. were really awesome. Yeah. Have yeah. You guys I don't ever, know what happened to all of them. Have you ever been to an estate sale? They, no. They once. Seem kind of weird. And and you know what? It's the same reason I don't go to garage sales. There's so much or grave robbings. Well, there's so much garbage. Well, when you go to stuff like that, you have to know. Uh, what to look for, like you, you know, if you're just, if you just show up, you're not going to know what's valuable and what's not. There are people that can go to those and pick through the yeah. garbage and know their stuff and know that they're that something you know is is worth it. Where's that armoire with the million dollar money belt? Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not patient enough to do that. Yeah, I don't think agreed. Because you have to go through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. before you find one thing that might be worth picking up. I think in a lot of ways too, a good thing to do is if there's a whole bunch of this stuff, if you could. You know, donate it to yeah. some to somebody. You know, in, in, in honor of that person's passing, where it really can go do some good. You know, I yeah. don't know. I mean, well, if you don't need money, if you yeah, don't need sure. money. We were part of a yard sale one time. My wife did it. She, she, I was, I guess, out of town or something like that. She said she'll never do it again. No, ever. The and, people and who the do it being is because the people coming up wanting to haggle the prices, and she's like. No, I just this that is that haggle you know, stuff is a bunch. And, and this people is, are getting pissed off, and and she's like, I'm not, I'm not ever doing this again. Uh, this is twenty five cents. I'll give you ten cents. Right, get the f out of here. Come on, it's a quarter. I'll tell you what, I'll shoot a fifty cent bullet into you. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've never done one personally. I remember when I was a kid, we we did them, uh, and uh, my people get a little weird. I told you the story. We had a, we had a garage sale. I had just gotten a uh, a bow for my my uh, my birthday. My dad sold it at the garage sale. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Where's my freaking birthday Was present? Was he the one yeah. who bought it for you? <laughs> yes! Oh my well, God. my mother bought it. Oh, I yeah. think he was surprised of it. Oh, somebody just texted and said, the quilts are in the armoire. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the town that I grew up in, every September, they have a community-wide yard sale, and it's it's big deal, you know? So, like, when it uh, when it rains out, it's, it's kind of a bummer, but... You know when, because the uh, you got these yard sailors. These people Look, that... I, I bought this bowl full of hard butterscotch candy. Yeah, <laughs> you're buying you're buying other people's crap. I have a number of other people that are texting in that do the sticky note thing, that do the post it note thing. That they'll put them, they'll go to the grandparents. Doesn't that yeah, seem kind of? I mean, won't the sticky notes fall off after a while? There's like three in a lo- three in a row here. Says when my mother was dying, uh, she put sticky notes on things that she wanted people to have. My wife's parents uh, told their kids to put sticky notes on what they want when they pass so that it's all decided, and uh, and then I lost the text. Don't you have to be an eminent? I mean, how close do you have to be to death before those, how long will those sticky notes stay up? Um, what, are you crawling around dying as you're putting the sticky notes up? They'll stay up for a while, but, I mean, not for years. <laughs> Another sticky note, please. <laughs> <laughs> My parents do not want to go into, you know, any sort of uh, assisted living facility or anything like that. So they're basically like, prepare your basement. A room for us. My dad says, I just, I'll finish the attic and oh I'll, I'll live up there. So, so how's he doing, by uh, the way? Would you be down with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we didn't put, my parents didn't put uh, their parent, you know, my grandparents right. into any uh, facility. They stayed in home. So, Is yeah. he going to paint the ceiling? Oh, God. Uh, yeah. How's his leg yeah. doing? He broke his leg, for those who don't remember, fell off a, a, a ladder. And Reach just absolutely snapped his femur in half. Snapped his femur in half. Uh, Laid in the doorway. For 45 minutes. Yeah, and was going to refuse an ambulance ride. Don't call the ambulance. Don't call the ambulance. Just Just call call 911. Call the hospital. Dad, 
That's the ambulance. <laughs> yes. uh, what do you think? They're going to send an Uber. He rode 25 miles on his bike the other day. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. So okay. he, uh, it still hurts. He still limps. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, bike riding is what's important to him and what he wants to get back to. So the doctors are encouraging him to do it. And, and he was able to. He's able to. So the, you, the plans are, are already in motion for them. They will live with you or, or whatever. They happened. want well, you. Well, as I say, I'm going to put a sticky note on my mom and <laughs> right, tell yeah, my yeah. brother that he can have it. <laughs> 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 now, yes. where, where do you have a, I know you have a base. Would you be able to outfit the basement to have them live down there in a suite? Uh, yeah, the only thing is it's not, uh, you know, it's not a walkout basement, so they wouldn't have... How dry is your garage? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, yeah. my... You're going to have so much space from, like, 9 in the morning till 5. Yeah. Listen, my... And then it gets a little cramped. My attic is huge, and okay. if there was a way that I could... But, see, the thing is, it's not... I'd have to... Uh, is it like a pull-down? Yeah, we'd have to oh. build... That's great. You, you can, can build up there. A you staircase. Build, well, you, you can. We have, we, we have higher ceilings, so there, there would be a way that we could somehow build a staircase, and I'll just put my dad up I always there. wanted an attic. <laughs> apartment. Then do a giant staircase outside too, so they'll have a walkout attic. I was thinking of a slide. Ooh, Ooh even better. No. Yeah. Build the staircase, <laughs> let him move in, and then remove the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Just put the... the, the let us out! <laughs> you throw the food up there. Yeah, yeah. Mm, It's coming go. up. Mm, crackers and water. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to Peter. Hi, Peter. Good morning. Somebody get me my hair so I can go. What's up, Pete? All right. My wife is a sentimentalist. Her parents were as well, and her grandparents were. She is a surviving member of her family. Guess what? We have everything. Oh, so what do you have? We have furniture, some of which is quite valuable and we're pleased to use. We have boxes and boxes and boxes of memorabilia, letters, pictures, some of which may or may not be valuable. If you want to look through it, you're welcome to it. <laughs> <laughs> Keepsake photographs, perfect for any family. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what, 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 for you, by, by your reckoning, what's the most obnoxious thing that you're holding on to? Uh, quantity. Quantity, uh, just quantity. Stuff. No, we have, we have a finished basement as well. And there's a 300-square-foot room that is full mm-hmm. of these things. We have a garage. We've never had a car in it because it's full of these things. Oh, my God. We have a storage locker, a 10 by 10 storage locker that we pay close to 200 bucks a month. That yes. Has all things in it. Uh. And, and every time we decide that we're going to call it, because it's been out of sight and out of mind for so long, my wife says, yes, I can finally part with it. She looks at it, and then, you know, the tears start rolling, and we can't possibly part with this. Peter, oh my Peter can you make a pact with her to just not be there when you when you oh, yeah. get, get rid of the stuff? That would be a good idea. I think that might be a death wish. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 200 bucks a month, man. Preston, he's right, because I was paying for a small storage unit. That's why when we moved out of Manioc, we, we got storage yep. in, in, our, in our house. It meant that my wife, that was one of the big reasons to move. You pay for just that small storage space. Two hundred bucks a month. We're yep. paying like two twenty five, two fifty. You're you're paying you're paying twenty five G's a year, dude. Yeah, to just store nothing. Is that is that math right on 24, that? It's twenty five million. I'm sorry, you're paying twenty five million dollars. If you're a working man, <laughs> yes. you're spending twenty five million dollars <laughs> right for a ten. What? My 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 brother in law who passed away years ago. I'm a drummer, and he was a drummer as well. Mm-hmm. 
he left a really nice drum set, which I'm proud to say I'm still using. So there okay. is something of value there. There you go. Uh, okay. And, you, and cool. what you're saying is you want to offer that to Preston. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> what, kind, what kind of drum kit is it? It is a Tama from the early 80s. Okay, probably a superstar. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, yes, it is. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a Mr. Don't T. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a Mr. T, T drum kit. It's for drummer. It's a what? A swing star. Okay, cool. All right, well, listen, Peter, thanks for the call. Good luck with that. I think you need to, to move on with it, but that's between you Sticky and your wife, notes. So good luck to you. All right. My friend says that her dad gives her mom uh, a lot of nice jewelry and art still to this day. And every time she opens up like a birthday gift or a Christmas gift, they call it. Like as she's yeah. opening up when they see it, they're like, I, got, I call it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's morbid. <laughs> Preston, do you have a bar in your house? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then never mind. Because somebody sent me a picture of a, an idea to do with the armoire, which He's is kind of trying to make this work. I know you. he is. Well, he because it's his. It, we there's nothing to do about it. An armoire. I'm trying to like repurpose this thing, like flea market flip. Preston this... had a nice a bar built in his home. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, uh, but it wouldn't work for the one that no. we had. And I already have a bar, so but you can always have two bars. Yes. Never yeah. know. All right. Anyhow, but if you want to buy uh, late Mayor Rizzo's stuff. There is an estate sale that is uh, taking place, and uh, if you want to get all the information, it's, it's the 23rd and 25th uh, through the 25th. I year. want you to own my crap. Um, You're a real crumb bum. Uh, so you can go to uh, Philly Mag and uh, check out the article, and they have all the details there. So, All right, we're going to take a quick break. Our friends from uh, Lorenzo's and Sons are here. Yay! I have a 20, $25 gift card. I'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR, and we just got the announcement from uh, Joe, the proprietor of the business, that they are opening up at Xfinity Live and that will be in the spring of next year. So, 215-263-WMMR will set you up with a gift card. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. Kim out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm sure you guys saw uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, fell and broke three of her ribs. Yeah. (laughs) 85 years old. She was painting her foyer, Preston. She was up on a ladder. Oh, no. no, She she fell down. Yeah. But she she went to bed and didn't get up and go to the hospital the next day. The pain then started to build. But, I mean, three broken freaking ribs. Yeah. That's pretty she, badass. She's a tough old bird, man. Yeah. She, well, there's nothing st- they can do, though, right? Uh, well, for broken ribs, mm-hmm. as far as yeah, I don't think there's much other than try to remain as immobile. We put them as, in casts, uh, immobile as possible. I've heard that uh, sneezing and coughing are just about the worst things that you can experience. And, and, laughing. and breathing, and laugh. Yeah, it's just a, a very painful injury. Just by sitting still, you have um, you experience Aww. pain. She yeah. felt it in her Brazilian jiu-jitsu class the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and the issue with her age is if you remain uh, immobile for too long, you can start to get pneumonia. Uh, things like that can set in. So right. pretty wild. Yeah, you got to be careful. But Have you she, ever come close to uh, breaking break, a rib? No, nah, not breaking a rib. Because no. t- th- th- there, listen, your rib cage. You eventually you have to breathe. 
Eventually, you're going to laugh. All these things that can ex- really exacerbate that pain. Thank God I've never had that. I guess the closest of uh, maybe was uh, it was earlier this year. I fell down the freaking stairs, man. Oh, yeah. oh I remember that. Oh, yeah. I messed up my, I hurt my toe and and, and my. Uh, Don't I, move. You've hurt your toe. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we need a medevac helicopter <laughs> out here. We have a broadcaster who has hurt his toe. Yo, that hurts, though, oh, man. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she broke three ribs and slept on it. <laughs> Dude, falling down the stairs sucks. Yeah, yeah you've done it a couple I times. I have. It's terrible. I'm yeah. probably going to die that way uh, <laughs> in my older days. Then you don't have to take that armoire. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I, I got your back with the hurt toe thing, by the way. Thank uh, you. Yeah, you got to put all of that pressure on it all day long. It's, it, yes, it, and it hurts. We take our toes Steve, for granted. Yes, we do take our toes. <laughs> you know, even our little toe. Yes. Or yes. a little baby toe. Really? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the caboose of the whole toe yep. train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was... Uh, I had hurt my foot. Uh, I had tore a ligament in my foot, and I was at a wedding, and I didn't want to dance because it hurt. And my brother was making fun of me, and there was a guy there who only had one foot, and he's like, that guy's dancing. I go, yeah, he doesn't have a foot that hurts. Yeah, it doesn't right. hurt you know, anymore. You're right, one foot. not even there. You're right, one footy. <laughs> I got your back. Yeah, you know, the old, I met a man who yeah. had no shoes, and yeah. then I met a man who had no feet. And I said, I, I have just a guy for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but she fell down, broke three of her ribs. Oh, uh, and I'm not sure exactly. She was playing archery dodgeball. Oh, listen, she previously broke two ribs in 2012 when she fell down. Uh, and she's had two bouts with cancer. She's had some other medical. It's amazing. When you still, get to that age, though. Still keeps cranking it out, man. My grandfather was 93, and he, he broke his rib, sim- his rib simply by changing his mind. Oh, yeah. shut up. <laughs> the, force, I, I like, the force was too much. <laughs> I like the caboose on the tow train. Yeah. That would mean your big toe is the engine, right? Yeah, right, of course. Woo-hoo! It pulls the whole... <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, well, look yeah. at that. Holy I'm gonna crap. I'm going to go to this call. I have Todd. Hi, Todd, you're on the air. Good morning. Yeah, Zeus, guys. Yeah, Zeus, buddy, what's up? So, yeah, so I was calling in. Back in 94, I got into a pretty bad car accident, and uh, I broke every rib down the left side of my back. Um, That's 24 was... ribs. <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> wrong on that. that many. So how many, um, how, many ribs all, how many ribs are you talking? I have no idea how okay. many ribs there are, but they were all broken. That's what I know. Um, and I had to sleep upright for like three to four months on the couch. I couldn't lay <laughs> down. It, <laughs> Matt, wow. Any, and there's nothing they can do for you. Nothing. They just let you heal. Hold on. Back up. How do you sleep upright on the couch? Sit in a sitting position? Yeah, in a sitting position. So back against the arm of the chair, you kind of sit in an upright position. My wife was oh, like, man. I mean, she was. She was <laughs> Stands up like, like the coneheads. <laughs> she's like, do you want to come to bed? I'm like, no, I'm going to sleep here for the next three months. Oh, so I, I assume <laughs> you surrounded yourself and sort of made like a pillow cocoon, correct? Kind of, yeah, exactly. And how... How long before you felt 100% again? Gosh, it was probably, um, I mean, even to this day, I still have um, scar tissue. So if my wife, if she's right on my back, like you can feel like weird bumps on the left side of my back still. But I mean, it took me probably a good year before I could get back into like working out and doing physical activity. So let me ask you with like the, when you, did you any time during that period of recuperation have a involuntary belly laugh or something? Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because you have friends and family come yeah. over and, you know, this through conversation, they make you laugh. And it's, it's, it's excruciating. It's terrible. <laughs> I would never wish that on anyone. And, Todd, how did you break him again? 
I was in a car accident. We got hit. I was in a uh, in a in a sedan. We got hit by a motorcyclist, and he spun our car around twice. Hit the motorcycle a- hit your sedan and spun you around. Yeah, spun the car around twice. He hit and T-boned us right behind uh, right behind me. I was driving. Good. Um, wow. What happened yeah, was, to him? Uh, it wasn't good. No. Okay. Did he die? No, he didn't die, but we heard he was uh, paraplegic and had 24-hour care. Oh, wow. But the thing that really stinks is he was uh, he had just come off of two DUIs, and he was drunk driving again. Oh, oh my, my God. God so this, yeah, l- listen, yeah. that's just disgusting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's terrible. But anyway. Well, I'm glad you're doing thanks. better. Thanks, so, Todd. I, I yeah, know that most of us have had some fairly significant injuries. Steve, I mean, you still have a, the pinky from that dodgeball injury. <laughs> right there. Yeah. And every morning I wake up. Yeah. Kathy, have you there. ever? Hero. Look out. <laughs> Have you ever hurt yourself like bad, like oh, a broken on, bone? I've or? never broken a bone. Stitches? Okay. Mm, no, I should have had stitches when I was younger. Didn't uh, I just <laughs> sprained my ankle at the gym that one time? Did you get a burn when you had your mustache removed? <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> I no. did actually. I got a I got a very severe burn when I was a baby. Uh, I climbed up on the stove. Yeah, have you ever had surgery? Okay. I'd say Nick has probably had the worst injury. Of Nick all. has, yes, that's that's a whole broken, two, two the of broken them, collarbone. The collarbone, also the ruptured Achilles. Yeah, that oh. sucked too. The ruptured Achilles, uh, but I was drunk when that happened, so it didn't hurt as bad. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the broken collarbone sucks. And I had to, most people when they break the, uh, break their collarbone, they don't elect uh, to have surgery, and they, it's kind of like a broken rib. You just have to nurse it back to health and allow it to heal on its own. But my break was so bad that they had to um, put a plate and six screws in. So, um, I, And I still have those in my left collarbone. I guess worst oh. for me was I broke both of my wrists at the same time. Sliding That's down the, uh, the banister, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you said that the most difficult thing was wiping. Wiping yeah. your ass. Oh, yep. that sucks. Did you have a cast up to your elbow or past your elbow? stinky cast after that. <laughs> That's when you find out who your friends are. Uh, I had it, Casey. It was only up my forearm. All right. But the worst part about it was my, my thumb was immobilized. Yeah. So the, the cast came up all the way to the tip of my thumb. And when you can't move that around, it sucks, man. Having a cast is great for about a week because yeah. you feel cool and you yeah, get it signed by friends. You know, yeah. And then it just is awful. Yep. It itches. It's it's gross. It's yep. Yeah, it's a pain. Well, Do you know anybody who's ever had that? F- so when you had the collar, the, did you have the full head apparatus? Uh, no, I had a um, uh, just a sling. Okay. So and, and I, had, I had a cast when I broke my uh, or ruptured my Achilles and tore the calf muscle. But um, I did not have a cast for the collarbone break. <sighs> yeah, Steve, that halo that some people have to wear. I, how would you even? Uh, you got yeah. wires going into your yeah. head. My friend had one. Uh, really? Yeah, he was actually. Um, I, I want to say he was paralyzed for a hot minute, and he, they didn't think because he was. They did all that work for one minute. Yeah, no, he was. Um, he was in a car accident. Was in a halo, but he's out now. I mean, and, and he's got you know full uh, control of all his, of his whole body. But I remember seeing him in the hospital, <laughs> and it was just weird because like you got these. Screws going into your head, man. You do oh. look like a cool Marvel villain, though. Yeah, yeah you know, Casey, there was a girl. I'm Halo. Yeah. There was a girl in our high school that was in a car accident. The same thing had to have the the uh, screws. screws drilled into her head, and then oh. she was is and was a gorgeous girl. But afterwards, there were literally holes in her forehead where the screws went in. Mm. Wow. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Barry. Just broke his ribs the other day. Hey, Barry. No, wait. This is Bill. Bill. <laughs> Bill broke his ribs in eight They're... locations. Holy hell. Uh, well, I think so. Snowmobile. I'll go to Barry in a moment. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it happened about four years ago. I hit a tree with a snowmobile and uh, 18 fractures on my left side. The eight? whole rib. Yeah, the whole rib cage was like freely uh, you know, mobilized because it's, it, it broke off my spine, too. So, uh, so you're was... ri- let me get this straight. Your ribs disconnected from your spine connection? Yeah, four locations. So what the hell do they do? 
nothing, just pain, pain medication. Uh, and just, it, it was probably the most, you know, uh, painful thing you could imagine. Yeah. Not even gorilla tape. <laughs> I mean, geez, I, I, to me, I don't know how, how the structure of your body stays intact when your ribs have to de- happened, I heard like gurgling noises. Uh, oh, man. We were up in like Terry. I was like sort of unconscious. They took me to the hospital. Was, oh, wow. I didn't know. I some internal bleeding, blood in the urine, that sort of thing. But I uh, healed up and here I am. So, so Barry, how did they reattach to your spine then? Did they just naturally reattach? Naturally reattach, just immobilize. And uh, I sneezed about two weeks after. Oh, I heard man. two more cracks. I re- refractured them. Oh. Your head fell off. He uh, refractured him from sneezing. Yeah, t- it took two weeks. And uh, it was weird. Like, we were all hanging out the cabin, and uh, the, the best of uh, uh, of Archie Bunker was on. They were all cracking up and uh, laughing. I, I, I had to go in the other room. Because Freaking Ar- Archie, Archie Bunker. Bunker. Bunker the yeah. nemesis of rib patients everywhere. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Take it easy. Thanks. Thank Ding bat. They could have put on Maud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Please. But then there's Maud. Uh, let me go to Barry. Now, Barry is who I originally was going to go to. Hi, Barry. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, so you just broke your ribs the other day? Four days ago. What'd you do? Slipped and fell and hit my right side on the edge of a piano bench. Oh, wow. Freaking pianos. All right. The band yeah. of it's like rib- the Archie Bunker of the music business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. <laughs> so, so, Barry, how many ribs are broken? Uh, three cracks. Three cracks. All right, so you have fractures in there. Ooh. And uh, basically, you just have to Nothing. take it as easy as possible? Just got to suck it up and take it easy and cold compresses and pile and all. That's it. So so what is your projected recuperation time? Uh, they said somewhere to a, a month and a month and a half before I'll start feeling better. All right. That's not that's not bad. I've heard worse. But I mean, uh, so so obviously you, you can't. What do you do for a living and can you work? Uh, I am working. I have a very physical job, unfortunately. Uh, but everybody's being real nice about it and helping me. What are you, a Chippendales uh, dancer? <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. Don't make him laugh. Don't make him laugh. <laughs> Why oh, did God. you call in? Yeah, yeah. You're a real cum bum. Probably listen to NPR for a month. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he just, he's the only Chippendales dancer that just comes out and sits. Steve, wouldn't that be great if all doctors tell their rib patients, whatever you do, don't listen to the You're president, right. Steve. Yeah. Show. That's the advice. Uh, all right, Barry, heal well, all right, man? Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you later. Uh, Quentin on the line was in the same car accident as the other guy that called in just a little while ago. Wow. What? Uh, yeah. Hey, Quentin, you're on the air. No, I wasn't in the same car accident. I was in a similar car accident like he was. Oh, it says in car accident with last caller broke all the bones on his left side of his body. Okay, so different car accident. Yeah, I was uh, going straight forward, and some guy decided to yield when he didn't have the yield sign and uh, hit the driver's side with protecting the girl was with the time. And the way I was sitting, I guess, everything just kind of broke on my left side of my body. So you broke all, you broke your ribs and did you break your appendages as well? Your, your arm and leg on that side? Yep. Holy crap. So, uh, all right. So what did you have to go through in getting back up to the snuff? Basically, I just had to let nature take its course. I couldn't really do anything for the ribs. I mean, they gave me medication, but that was it. I couldn't walk. I had to teach myself how to walk again. Oh. And what about what about sleeping? With the other the other gentleman we were talking to, you had to sleep basically sitting up. How did you sleep? Pretty much the same way. I couldn't lay down. I, I upside, down. <laughs> upside down. Upside 
<laughs> hanging by your feet. No, there, there's a, I, again, I think the biggest fear now with anything like that, like when I had the, 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 the prostatectomy, mm-hmm. you know, they did give you painkillers. And if you need to use the painkillers, you use them. But I was very committed to not using them. I just used three Tylenol. So, but when you're in that kind of pain, yeah. which oh, is yeah. simply breathing. Yeah. Well, there's sometimes there's pain that's so, that's so severe yeah. that you, you have no choice but to, you know, <laughs> you, you need some serious medication. Yeah, yeah, Steve, we uh, we all know somebody who had, the, it's called a prostatectomy. Yes, yeah. Had that, but also had a hernia, because uh, he had a hernia. So he had the hernia surgery at the same time. Same time. And I remember making him laugh, which is crazy, because yes. I'm not that funny, but... Uh, and it was really painful for me. It would be painful, and it could cause you to pee. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the other thing, yeah, yeah. he's wearing diapers. <laughs> Did his nuts swell up? I don't know if his nuts swelled up. Okay. I'll tell you what, his balls fell off. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> no, I had a friend who said it was like a cantaloupe. Uh, oh, really? getting hernia surgery. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do cantaloupes get when they have surgery? Here's a, uh, a Texas. My ex-girlfriend had broken ribs. They healed over time, but once uh, she was good, we finally had sex, and I ended up re-breaking the same ribs on oh, her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you do that thing where you bounce up and down on, on her chest? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sit on her chest. <laughs> we should have We should have skipped that. <laughs> Let's play Bounce House. Yeah. Uh, so let me go to here. More broken ribs. I have. Uh, it says Walper. Oh. Is your is your name Walper? Uh, Walter. Uh, <laughs> Walper. Honestly, honestly, wouldn't you at least say <laughs> Walper? Uh, is this Judge Wapner calling in? You got a Walper. nickname now, Walter. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, that you hear what happened to a Walper. <laughs> That's not even a mistype. I'm looking at the T and the P are like nowhere near each other on the keyboard. Walper, <laughs> name's Walper. <laughs> Let me get that straight. Your your actual name is Walper. <laughs> and what happened to so what happened to you, Walter? All right. Well, uh, all right. I've broken my hand. Yeah. I've fractured all my ribs. Okay. I've nearly broke my neck, and I'm paralyzed on my left side. Oh, on my your, God. On your left side, you're paralyzed? Com- completely? Yeah. And this is from all one incident? No, these are actually multiple incidents oh throughout God. many years. You're like Mr. Glass from yeah. uh, un- uh, Unbreakable. Were these um, fights over your weird name, Wolper? It's <laughs> <laughs> not my name! <laughs> his guy's name's Walper. I'm going gonna, gonna to punch him. It's all from Walper yeah. defending his honor. No, so, okay, which one caused the paralysis, Walter? I was hit by a car riding my bike. Oh, dear God. How old were you? Uh, 12. Oh, 15 years oh, wow. So, Wal- dear God. Walter, did that, was that the initial cause of the main paralysis? Well, I say paralysis. I can still move my hand and leg. All right. Um, you don't have full I, I function think, of it, though. I pinched my nerve. Okay. In my spine. Can can can, are, can you drive and do things like that? Yes. Okay. And I have a very high labored job. Oh my god. So uh, so, okay. uh, but that well, that's, that's that that is that is. Do you do you have a, a constant pernicious pain issue? Yes. Oh, see, I, I don't know how you deal with that. Well, what was the worst of all those things you, you broke? Were the ribs pretty nasty? The ribs were okay. Collarbones, I don't remember. The uh, the hand was on the side that I can't feel. So, yeah, I've pretty much lived with it. That That sucks, man. Sorry to hear that, man. 
At least you got a great nickname today. <laughs> Walper. <laughs> um, well, hang in there, brother, okay? From Touchstone yep. Pictures, <laughs> the inspiring story of a man named Walper. <laughs> I've seen him. He's got some medical issues, but the worst thing is his name is Walper. <laughs> And then a young therapist came into his life. I am Kathy Romano. We're going to change that P to a T. What was that? And then his life turned around. I'm the head of a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. And I can do the saber dance. <laughs> that morning show is not making fun of me anymore. Oh, oh man. Right. Well, anyhow, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, 85 years old, broken three ribs, slept on it the next day and got up and was like, you know what? I should get this checked out. And uh, she said she felt a lot of pain during sex. I'll bet she <laughs> did. <laughs> the guy was bouncing up and down on her chest. <laughs> That's not right. That poor guy. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, we should take a break, and yeah. as we do so, we should give you some beer. How about that? Uh, I've got a case of yards brawler, sixteen ounce pounders for caller number seventeen at two one five two six three WMMR. Fall is here, and that means uh, football tailgates and good people getting together with good beer. Pick up a case of yards brawler, sixteen ounce pounders at Beer Baron on Red Lion Road in the Northeast. So we'll set that up for uh, caller number seventeen. Taking a break. Come back in a second. I got some uh, B file stories here with us, and Lorenzo's is here. Yeah. Yummy! Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 26th at Xfinity Live in South Philly. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you check out, and Acme will make sure your donation goes toward foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash camp out for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting filling first. I have an in-studio shard house Ooh. Uh, that I'd like to pass along. It says, uh, can I please <clears throat> send a shard out to Cecily from Brian on our engagement? Brian proposed to Cecily on her birthday a few weeks back after reconnecting 22 years after going to college together. Wow. And they're here this morning. That's right Brian there, right yes. behind you there and Cecily. All right. Here you go. That is a shard out for you guys. 22 years? Later. Yep. 22 years later. That's awesome. Not 22 years before. Good for you. Much more difficult. <laughs> yeah, that is harder to do. All right. Uh, bizarre File, ready to go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. No matter what time of day, two bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches are always a good thing. And now you can get two for five bucks at Dunkin' Donuts with Dunkin' Go Twos. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Um, okay, this is a disgusting, pretty terrible story. All right, uh, but it's it's wild. Okay, so when a 15 year old boy returned from school to his home in DeBerry, Florida, on Friday, police say he called 911 on the phone. He described a chaotic scene. The door was kicked in. Valuables were missing, and worst of all, his mother, 46 year old Gail uh, Cle- uh, Clevenger. 
uh, was nowhere to be found. Later that day, the sheriff's office tweeted that it was investigating his mother's suspicious disappearance. But for the teenager, detectives would later say everything was going according to a frightening plan that included accomplices and attempts to fool police. Yeah. This is according to the uh, sheriff, Mike Chitwood. I don't think it's the same sh- uh, no. that was here. Yeah. Uh, but he said he's probably one of the top three sociopaths I've ever come across. Chitwood said during a news conference on Saturday he wanted to tell everyone how smart he was for what he did to his mom. Yeah, he was. He was. He like, murdered her. He, yeah, he was grinning. I mean, he was He was proud of his plan. After initially telling detectives that his mother was alive and that he would never harm her, the 15-year-old admitted to creeping into Cleavenger's room shortly after midnight. The two had gotten into a volatile dispute the night before. Uh, he was upset that, or she was upset that her son received a D in one of his classes, and she called the stepfather, who was away on business, to notify him before she went to bed. Her son choked her; uh, he choked her for more than thirty minutes until she died. Uh, police charged him Saturday morning. Chitwood said that he would uh, recommend that the high school student be tried as an adult. In an interview with investigators, a teen with what seemed like a sense of pride, Chitwood said, recounted the steps he took to hide his mother's body. He tied her legs together, placed her in a wheelbarrow, loaded her into a van, and buried her beneath a fire pit at a nearby church. He told police he had used the techniques that he learned in criminal justice classes to try to throw off detectives, such as pouring bleach into the hole where he buried his mother to cover up the smell. He also gave detectives fake leads. At one point, claimed that his mother had been abusive to him and told them that he picked the church site to bury Clevenger because the ground was, quote, malleable. Uh, Chitwood said he thinks a teenager uh, had contemplated killing his mother for some time and showed no signs of remorse. Doesn't it... So, doesn't it amaze you? You're looking at the your mother yeah. and you're strangling her for 30 minutes. He's, he's, a, um, he's a psychopath. Uh, instead, he showed excitement about his perceived intellect. He bragged to detectives about what he called the Grammy-winning phone call he made to 911 Oscar. and was bouncing on his toes... With enthusiasm, when detectives brought him back to his mother's burial site, uh, he said there was no emotion, nothing. Uh, he was very proud of his work and wanted to show it off. By the way, he recruited his closest friends, two 17-year-olds, to help him stage the burglary to cover up the killing. They are in trouble as well. They're going to jail, too. Uh, so they've uh, they've faced multiple criminal charges. How disturbing is that? Well, you know, you, when you talk about uh, we're just, Halloween just passed and Michael Myers completely detached from any sense of of uh, compassion or humanity, that's this kid. Yeah, this kid actually, he was proud of it. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, on to something a little bit lighter than that. A video uh, shared by Japanese Twitter users. Can't You can see a 40, 48-year-old man strolling up to uh, Imajuku Station in the suburbs. A little after 7 a.m. in the morning, he looks calm and relaxed, perhaps going over the details of whatever business meeting he had planned for the day until the moment when his mental focus was no doubt shifted to the fact that he was being attacked by a wild boar. Oh, my God. Uh, Imajuku. Me, is this the Imajuku station? Uh, it's about a kilometer away from some nearby mountains, and it's believed that the animal wandered into the town from the foothills. By the way, a wild boar uh, can be... <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Look at this thing. Yeah, it can yeah. kill you. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, this guy's getting... Yeah, he's getting... Uh, this rammed. is not, I don't like this. He's getting rammed over and over by this thing. After running into a dead end in a gap between a pharmacy and its surrounding chain link fence, the boar turns around and dashes back out of the way it came in just a moment when, at the moment when the man 
perhaps with the worst luck of any commuter in Japan that morning, was walking by. The solidly built creature, measuring about three and a half feet in length, barrels right into the man's left knee, sending him flying through the air with his body parallel to the ground before crashing back down to the asphalt. And the, well, and the boar's like uh, like attacking him like he's the idiot. Yeah, the boar is now uh, some in some combination of frightened and enraged, and it turns back towards the man who's still on the ground and kept stabbing him with its tusks. And that can kill you, yes. by the way. And uh, bit him on the left thigh. Uh, luckily, two cars happened to have uh, pulled up to the scene, and they both start uh, blasting their horns, successfully startling the boar enough that it breaks off his attack, and it gave the man a chance to escape. So uh, he ended up going to the hospital, and he was treated for wounds on both his legs, including a uh, three-inch gash on his left thigh where the boar bit him, and that required about 13 stitches or so. <laughs> Can you freaking imagine you're just conducting your morning commute, and you get rammed by a wild boar? A boar. Yep, messed up. That was like, uh, who do you call it? And in, in, in Naked Gun. Yes. The dude falls off of the, uh, <laughs> he, he falls off of the, the, the roof, Yeah, hits an awning, lands on the ground. He's like, oh, wow, I didn't die. And then he gets mauled by a lion. You know? Like, yep. Who knew how prescient that movie was? <laughs> Here's a story out of West Virginia. Uh, it's often said that thieves will take whatever they can, get their hands on, but one burglary case in Huntington, West Virginia, has truly left the victim and neighbors dumbfounded. Saturday, Barry Hader uh, went to his daughter's wedding. One of the happiest moments of his life was followed by one of the most bizarre. When he returned home, he said our back door was wide open. Somebody had climbed through the window in his house. He said the place was ransacked. Hader said, Hader said that uh, there had been a leak in his bathroom, so he'd been planning to remodel it and install a brand new commode which was sitting in a box in the living room. The thief, the thief stole the toilet. Stole the toilet? Yeah, I've never Is heard of Is there that no before. decency? Yeah. Uh, he said, how desperate are you that you steal a toilet, of all things? Uh, neighbors Toilet are con- stealer. Confused why a thief would stoop to this new low. He said, I don't understand why somebody would steal a toilet. It's very sad for somebody to break into somebody's house and steal a toilet. But he left the bidet. <laughs> By the way, he had moved into this town last November and says that this is the third time there's been a break-in at his home in less than a year. <sighs> I wanted to go to a place where I could have the toilet I wanted. He says the toilet theft is the last straw. He's moving to Tennessee. So but they appreciate a toilet. He's... <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. We got to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll test your knowledge of the show. And if you've been paying attention with a lesson question, you can trash your music news as well. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3. WMMR's live stream. Our daily programming available anytime, anywhere on your desktop, tablet, smartphone, or open the new MMR skill with Alexa. Great sound quality and the occasional bonus song. Nice. Jimmy World on 93.3. WMMR, it's the middle. I will sound like Bill by accident for a second there. WMMR. Jimmy WMMR. That's Jimmy. Eat World. You know, he did a shift last weekend. No. And you know what? The consensus was damn good. I was fielding um, assessments on Twitter, and it looks like Buffalo Bill is back. (laughs) Uh, He had a lot of fun. Bill is a uh, he's a veteran man. Yeah. yeah, dude knows what he's doing on the mic. Yes, you know what he's really good at actually are um, segways. Uh, segways. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe he is. voiceover stuff. I've, I've there was a, a produced video that he did uh, years ago. It was for the uh, it was may for the not N- be licensed yeah. in your state. No, <laughs> divorce is a terrible thing. <laughs> no, it was for the NAB. And oh, yeah. uh, and it was yeah. it was talking about the history of the radio station, the history of the of the morning show, and it was uh, the voice 
work was, and, I, and I've done a lot of voice yeah. work. I get off. It was, <laughs> it's it was, a, his porn movie. <laughs> it was really well I have done. a pizza for your sorority. <laughs> I get off. I can't make change, but perhaps we can take it out and trade. <laughs> suck it. What was that? I, it says Bill Weston, suck it. Suck it. Uh, that doesn't sound like nah, it. Sounds sounds like, like, no, hang on, we have a bunch of Bill clips here. Hang on here a second. I haven't played these before, I don't think. It's Everything That Rocks, 93.3 WMMR. This is Bill Weston in for Jackson celebrating his Columbus Day. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Hang on, here's... Uh, Columbus from, Day, what is that, a Jewish thing? <laughs> <laughs> from Philadelphia. It's Hailstorm. I get off. Ah, that's the whole... That's thing. the origin. There we go. From. Here's uh Happy Halloween from Scooby-Doo. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Remember that? Yes. When he was dressed as Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it says booty. Share the booty. Okay. <laughs> All right, now it's just getting silly. It's just crazy. Uh, Pearl Jam Backstabber? What's that? Pearl Jam's highest charting single to date at number 56. Uh, awesome, awesome string of shows last week at the Spectrum. Just an amazing band, an amazing moment to bring down the Spectrum. Good stuff. We'll get the fixer on from the latest. Backstabber, the CD, Pearl Jam. Oh, okay. It's, it's called Backspacer. Spacer, that's right. Oh, and that's Backstabber. Down. Backstabber. And that is Eddie Vedvoid. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Big Jerger, and of course, headed by a gentleman named Wolper. Hello. Hey, uh, Santa. Oh, my God. I live in Brumo. You know my kids. I have Casey. This is Casey. And Seamus and Avery. And I have Casey here. How you doing, Santa? Well, I feel very well. Thank you. Um, Casey had a lot of questions for me that I didn't have the answers to. Casey, go ahead. You want to ask him? Is that, is that Casey? She's right here. She's getting a little shy, Santa. Okay. okay she okay. wasn't there. Casey, can you hear me? Come on. You just saw him. He, we just saw you, by the way, the other night. We saw you on the fire engine, Santa Claus. Oh, yes. That was a chilly ride. <laughs> it was really cold. And <laughs> it was goddamn cold. Do you cold. have Santa on the speaker there, Casey? I have Santa on the speaker. Well, that. it's so nice to talk to you. I'm getting very excited for next week. <laughs> she wanted and to I'm... thank I'm sorry, Santa. She wanted to thank you for the uh, candy canes that you gave her the other day. Well, hopefully she brushed her teeth after she ate them. <laughs> right. Well, she asked why you talk she like that. Specific <laughs> questions for you. She wanted to know if the elves are your kids. No, no, they're not my personal children, but I, I treat them like my children. They're very, very helpful at the North Pole, though. He is good. He's, He's good honestly on his toes. The movie Fred Claus the other day. So we can't pause it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Are you putting me on? Look, hey, what's going on? Hey, Fred Claus, wasn't that that awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton? No, that's Bad Santa. We're, Fred Claus is with Vince Vaughn. Okay. Well, that's, I was concerned that you were showing your daughter Bad Santa movies. No, I was flipping through the channels, and we usually watch Nickelodeon Santa. Oh, oh and, that's uh, a good thing. Casey she starts saw losing the Santa Claus hat, and we had to stop for a sure. second. So, <laughs> uh, Well, I'm very excited to visit the father household on Christmas Eve. And Casey, you'd be, you'd be a good little child, and, and we'll, uh, we'll see what Santa leaves for you under the tree. Casey wanted to know what your... Uh... <laughs> Uh, she wanted to know what your wife's name was. It's, it's Mrs. Claus. See, that's what I told her, Santa. But she was like, no, she's got to have a first name. It's Annabelle. Right? Well, I think some people call her Annabelle, but yeah. I've only called her Mrs. Claus. That's how we refer to each other. 
right, thanks, Bill. Uh, you mother, you better, you were recording that. What? Huh? Recording what? I'm with my daughter. Say hi, Casey. What? Dude, I gotta go. I don't know what the hell you were expecting me. Uh, Santa's gotta go. Santa's gotta go. That's me every time. We haven't so said good. that in a while. Wait, what? But I thought that you cursed at one point, or no. supposedly cursed. That was with Matt Rovine. Oh, that was with Rovine? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Rovines isn't as good. The, 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 Rovines Bill, is because good. Bill actually does the the uh, he <laughs> takes time. Annabelle's a good name before, of course, it was before the murderous doll. But but it right. was uh, you know it's, it's a good name. The best part about Rovines one was all the stuff that you didn't know was happening. Which was I initially called him. He was like, dude, and and then he texted me, and I was like, yo, <laughs> I'm with my daughter. He goes, oh, I'm in a sales meeting, and he jumped out of a meeting. He to left, do this for you, like oh. with a client, oh. and oh. then he was. <laughs> Uh, what does this oh, note mean? I don't know. What I, you this know means. what? We have another Bill Weston. Uh, I don't even know. Is this when he was just... a jo- jocking over the weekend? All or, right. Or okay. Whatever. Okay. Hang jockin'. on a second. Yeah. Whatever. It's a vernacular. Yeah. Here we go. We're 93.3 WMMR. I'm Bill Weston, and uh, it's been a blast. It's, uh, you know, no major train wrecks. We uh, <laughs> dropped off the shoulder a couple times, but we managed to keep this thing on the straight and narrow. Appreciate all the. Uh, texts and uh, calls, and uh, it's been uh, it's been fun. Okay, no nice. train wrecks. It's good. I, honestly, I was getting very good uh, Twitter reviews on uh, Bill's performance. So you got to give the guy credit. Yep, most definitely. Not here by accident. All right, we're going to do the lesson question today. We are going to give away a four pack of tickets. Temple football is taking on USF. Uh, it's the final home game of the season, Saturday, the seventeenth at Link. So the question today is, the little toe is what on the tow train? 215-263-WMMR. It's a pretty easy one. Uh, the little toe is the what on the uh, the tow train? 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning brought to you by Live Nation Presents Tom Segura. Four shows, November 16th, 17th at the Miriam Theater, and limited tickets remain for the November 16th late show only. All other shows are sold out. Get your tickets now at LiveNation.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, rapper Young Thug is back behind bars after his most recent drug test came back positive. Young Thug admits he should be following the example of his older brother, productive member of society. Hey! <laughs> Notorious drug lord El Chapo. Being denied his request to hug his wife when he sees her in court for the first time in two years during his trial this week. Proving he's not without heart, the judge said he would allow El Chapo the option of, quote, doing the shocker or aggressively flicking his tongue between his index and middle finger. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner are officially divorced after their final documents were signed before an L.A. County Superior Court judge. Amazingly, the realization of the finality of the divorce made them so emotional that they made love, got married, and now Ben's going to play Batman again! That's your Hollywood trip. <laughs> All right. We'll see if we can find somebody who happens to know the answer to question. I'm going to guess that's written on the wrong line, and I'm going to go over <laughs> here to line eight. Hi. Is this Walper? I'm sorry. Is this Bill? Yeah. Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? Great. How you doing today? Good. So the little toe is on the what of the toe train? It is the caboose of the toe train. That is correct. <laughs> Hang on, man. We shall gather your information, and we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets. Temple Football Battles USF in the Owls' final home game of the season, Saturday, November 17th, Lincoln Financial Field. Tickets for kids on game day are only $10, so call 215-204-TIXX. You can visit owlsticks.com. Let's get into music news. Now, 
Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Sponsored by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings in self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax. Versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. Uh, Lincoln Park. This is pretty wild, man. Lincoln Park's video for the song Numb has surpassed 1 billion views wow. on YouTube. Yes. A billion views? Yeah. Follow- that beats Cat on a Roomba. Here's the deal. Following the death of Chester Bennington in July of last year, fans of the group launched an unofficial campaign to get the Numb video to that milestone. And so they've stuck with it, and they've wow. made it over a billion views. Are there many videos that have over a billion I views? I think like you're talking about things like... Psy, Gungam style, and, yeah. and if, you know, like, I don't know. It was only recently completed. Uh, Numb, of course, is taken from Linkin Park's 2003 sophomore album, uh, Meteora, and it was the 13th and final song of the LP and was released as the third single from the record, topped the alternative charts for 12 weeks and the rock charts for three weeks. So it is now past the 1 billion mark. It is the oldest uploaded clip on YouTube to cross the 1 billion mark. So there have been... That have done it before. So Shake it off, Uptown Funk, uh, Gangnam Style, like you said, Steve. Shape of You, See It Again. uh, Okay. I'm sorry, See You Again, and then Despacito. And Roar. Oh, that Despacito song. That's the uh, most viewed. Roy from Roar. Couldn't escape that freaking thing. Katy Perry. What is Despacito? Oh, Despacito, you're the best. No, it's Despacito. Yeah, very rhythmic. You don't remember it? That all I get is... That's pretty uh, much it. Despacito, why don't you come, come to your senses? I remember now. Yeah. You've been now despositoing. Yeah. I thought you were really singing it. Uh, you might be inaccurate. I thought you were... Casey was really singing it. <laughs> Despacito. Wait a second. That's Desperado. Yeah. Uh, maybe I would knowing betting on Marissa. She's working on getting that audio to us right now. So we'll hear that in a moment. That has uh, 5.6 billion what? views. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, number one of okay. all time. Man. Uh, all right. Well, the video doesn't hurt either. Uh, there, It's a good-looking dude. It's a good-looking girl and a good-looking dude. It's here on the beach. Yeah. It's very warm out. Yeah. And we're just having a party. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of soldiers. This guy's looking. getting his head shaved. This guy's wearing a big gold chain. They're uh, dancing around. There's a lot of soldiers. He's got a very short shorts. Ladies and... Oh, my... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They're simulating intercourse. Is that the dance move? That's it? No, wow. it's, it's kind of... Like it has there's like a Despac- Latin... And then there's anal zito. No, the, the song has like a Latin flavor to it. Yeah. So that, but did that's you... What- did you yeah. see them bang their pelvis together Yeah, like I that? saw it. I told them to do it. That looked like that hurt. Kind of like a body roll. My balls hurt. Is. A what? A body roll. What's a body roll? Uh, kind of when you roll like your body claw. on yeah, your partner. Yeah, but they, they went like this. Yeah, so that's how it's... That's a little uh, exaggerated, but that's how it starts. That's yeah. how you start oh, a body roll. Show that again. We're watching the video. I apologize. We're watching the video here in the studio. Watch this. This Bring would... There. This would... Bam! That, yeah. <laughs> well, the, it's, it works out okay if you have a very small penis. Uh, maybe that's the case, because that would be very painful. Okay. Yeah. You want to yeah. try that case? You I amazing? do not... Okay. W- although it probably wouldn't hurt me that much, but uh, yeah. you, on the other hand... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's seen it. Yes, I have seen it. Unfortunately, I've seen it. Oh, that was so sad when I walked in on you and you were wiping your hiney. Probably the the lowest point of your life. That was so sad. Changing stalls because you ran out of toilet paper and at the exact moment, Casey sees you. Casey comes walking in and laughs. We ran out of toilet paper. There wasn't any toilet paper. 
<laughs> I had to use a moist uh, hand. What do you? What do you? Paper towel. Paper yeah. Towel. How do not we, comfortable. How do we go from Despacito to you? Because that's what the song the means. <laughs> It's about the embarrassed bird. banging crotches yes. in case he said it wouldn't hurt him, but it would hurt me because I have a big penis. Yeah. Mm. All right, anyway. We have the song oh, here. Desposito. Here, here we, we go. go. Everybody. Despacito. You know that Thanks, part. Gabby. I know the song. Despacito. These rhythms do lend you to swinging your hips around, no question. Yeah. This yeah. makes me want to slam my junk into some chick real hard. Yeah. At about 150 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like colliding freight trains. I think if we have any Spanish-speaking uh, listeners, we are offending them right now because apparently these lyrics are really dirty. Are they? They would never make airplay on MMR oh. uh, if they were the English words. But uh, but fortunately, none of us speak Spanish, and we're good. Well, can, it's can also find, an, an international on. hit. Hang on. Can you pull up the translation yeah. of the, the lyrics just so we have an idea of, of what it's about? <laughs> um, here it is. Trapped in one stall, running out of paper. <laughs> have to move fast. <laughs> Do I run? <laughs> How do I wipe? <laughs> uh, and then my coworker comes in. Okay, uh, here you go. All right, so I didn't. I didn't mean for us to go on and on about this. It says, uh, "Yes, you know what I've been looking for. Uh, that right? Yes, you know that I've been looking at you for a long time. I must dance with you today. I must dance with you." And then it daddy. says "dy," which is "Daddy Yankee." Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, these are names. I saw the My lo- name is Daddy Yankees. <laughs> I'm going to take you out to the ball game. I saw the look in your eyes was calling me. Show me the path that I will take. Oh, yes. You, you're the magnet and I'm the metal. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting closer and making a plan. Simply thinking about it makes my heart race. That's oh, not dirty. Yeah. That's not that yeah. dirty at all. Uh, now I'm ready. I'm already liking it more than usual. All of my senses are asking for more. We cannot do this in a rush. It's like I have diarrhea and no toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> slowly, I want to breathe in your neck slowly. In your neck slowly. Let I want me, to talk into your elbow. Let, let me murmur. <laughs> let me murmur things in your ear so that you remember if you're murmur, not with murmur. me slowly. I want to undress you in kisses slowly. I want to yell into your private parts and see if there's an echo. Firmly in the walls of your labyrinth. Ooh, right. now you're talking. And of your body, I want to create a manuscript. Up, 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 up. Uh, I want, I to, want see, to create a manuscript? I, I want to see your hair dance. Yeah. I want to be your rhythm. I want you to show my mouth your your favorite places. I want to see your teeth do the Charleston. Uh, (laughs) Let me trespass your danger zones until I make you scream and you forgot your last name. Wow. You forgot your last name. It's (laughs) Walpern. Scroll down a little bit, Nick. Or up. Uh, I asked for a kiss. Come give it to me. I know. What you're thinking? I'm going to bang you so hard you're going to think your name is Walper. I know that you're thinking about it. I've been trying to do it for a while. Miami, this is giving and giving it to you. Mammy, no, Mammy, Mammy. Oh, Mammy. How I love you. How I love you, <laughs> Mammy. Uh, you know that with me, your heart goes boom, boom. No, it says bomb, bomb. 
Uh, you know that from me, that babe is looking for a bomb bomb. This isn't that bad. No. no. Come, that come try my mouth and see if it if you like its taste. Ooh. I want to see how much love fits in you. This is all suggestive stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. All right there, now you're getting a little more graphic. I want to see how much love fits in you. Uh, I'm not in a rush. I want to experience this trip. Let's start slowly, then savagely, step by step, soft, then softly. Welcome up against each We come up against each other little by little. When you kiss me in that state of distress... I see that you are malice and delicacy. Well, it doesn't have some of these translations may not be accurate. No, I know, yeah, Yeah. but but there's nothing overt. No, it's not bad. Stick your finger in my drywall. No, (laughs) Uh, I don't see anything over the top there, Nick. So yeah, I guess uh, the textures were lying. I want you to give me a kitty bath. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, despacito. It's all about having sex slowly. Most viewed. Video on of YouTube or all music time video? Now, right? Music video. All time, yeah, five point some billion. That's crazy. That's astonishing. Um, all right, what else do we have here? Uh, Ghost frontman and founder Tobias Forge uh, has explained in an interview what it takes to perform as one of the band's nameless ghouls, the instrumental players in the band whose faces are kept hidden behind occult masks and whose names are not revealed to the public. From what we're gathering, it takes you shutting up, right? Uh, basically, yeah. but he says, as for the musical abilities, he said you need to have certain metal chops. I, I like this about him, though. He said, if you're a guitar player in this band, it's very old school. It's very much old rock style. I'm an old school guitar player. I'm not an 80s, 90s sort of shredder who plays a million notes a minute. I am way more 60s, 70s style, and I write very 60s and 70s. He said, if you come in like a typical modern drummer who's used to playing only with tricks and double kick and big, big, big fast rolls, and you can't play a swinging shuffle, then you can't play in Ghost whatsoever. So he knows his sound. I like it. That's okay. Uh, because some so a metal, personally, I'm not into it, I, th- I think is, is littered with too much of the really, really fast stuff. You can have hard edge and not cram a gazillion notes in there. Yeah. And it'll still sound great. So anyhow, but it's all personal preference. Uh, he said that a knowledge about music and the skills to play it are essential, as well as a broad range of heavier styles. He remarked, you need to be sort of equally familiar with Jimi Hendrix and Deep Purple, as you are with the more extreme forms of metal, generally, so it's not for everyone. That's interesting that those are um, artists he mentions. Yeah, yeah. I would not think that. No. Uh, Green River, the band that spawned Seattle Legends' Mother Love Bone, Pearl Jam, and Mud Honey, it, and is considered an important influence on the grunge scene, is getting a deluxe reissued treatment from hometown label Sub Pop Records. On January 25th, Sub Pop will reissue Green River's 1987 EP, Dry as a Bone, and the band's soul studio album, 1988's Rehab Doll, both of which will arrive as expanded and remastered deluxe editions on CD. Double vinyl and digital. And Nick, being a huge Pearl Jam fan, do you go back into this stuff at all? Yeah, I actually have uh, one of these Green River records uh, on vinyl, which is cool. It was a present for me for a few years ago, from a few years ago. Um, it, it's not Pearl Jam. It's very different. Uh, but Jeff Ament and Stone Gossard were in this band. So yeah. there are some influences early on, but there's you know there's no Eddie Vedder. There's no Mike McCready. So it's right. more of like a late 80s uh, punk pop kind of a sound. Yeah. They went into Mother Love Bone after that, and yeah. then the singer, Andy Wood, died of a drug overdose. And then Gossard and Ament uh, got together with Eddie and Mike McCready, and they formed that into Pearl Jam. So it came from the ashes of those bands. Uh, the reissues come loaded with previously unreleased tracks and rarities. Dry's Bone will be uh, pressed as a limited edition on four-screen vinyl, while Rehab Doll will arrive on a limited lime green vinyl mm. as well. Uh, let's see. Muse released its eighth studio album today titled uh, Simulation Theory, and it also began streaming the LP in full yesterday. The follow-up to 2015's Drones features 11 new songs, 
all of which will eventually be accompanied by a music video. Billboard called the album a sci-fi venture put to sound. While Loudwire proclaimed the band has created an album that flows together musically and creatively while delivering songs feel like they come with high stakes. Is it a fully concept album or is it just happen to have a a thematic approach to it? You know what? I don't know. I'm not really sure. But that review is not far off from what I was saying. They say sci-fi. I said kind of Halloween-y and uh, that uh, um, (laughs) Halloween-like. Okay, uh, Halloweeny, Halloweeny, kind of Christmasini, um, and that's I, I think a similar sound. I, in fact, I would go. I'm not a wordsmith. I would go with uh, sci-fi. I would it's say probably a better sounding review. Well, this poster or the the album art looks co- sort of uh, Ready Player One ish. Yeah, yeah and nice. Blade Runner ish. Very much so. And Halloweeny, a little bit of Tron thrown in there. Yeah, and also the Revivalist album comes out today. Uh, I just wanted to point that out because they will be in our studio next week. Yes. Oh. One last story released today is The Beatles' massive six-CD, one-Blu-ray, super-deluxe version of their 1968 double album set called The Beatles, better known across the globe as The White Album. The album's 30 tracks have been newly mixed and produced by Giles Martin and mix engineer Sam O'Kell in stereo and 5.1 surround sound, joined by 27 early acoustic demos and 50 session takes. You gonna get it? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, most of which are previously unreleased in any form. I'd like to hear the extras. I have the album already. Yeah. I don't need the remixed. I My ears are not sensitive enough to where I'm like, wow, that sounds so much better. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes also the remixes yeah. sound uh, off-putting. Because yeah. I've gotten remixes of, of albums that I, that I adored, and they don't sound the way... Um, you, I, I don't know. You know, some some have not been better because of the remix or remastered version. But I am a fan of demos and yeah. jams and things like that. That I would love to hear. Uh, this is the first time the White Album has been remixed and presented with additional demos and session recordings. The album's new edition follows 2017's universally acclaimed uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Anniversary Edition release. Most of the songs from the White Album were written while the group was in India, including Back in the USSR, Your Blues, I Will. I'm John Lennon. Uh, the continuing story of Bungalow Bill, Rocky Raccoon, I'm So Tired, Obla Di Obla Da, Dear Prudence, Mother Nature's Son, and John Lennon's uh, thinly veiled attack on the Maharishi, which was the song Sexy Sadie. Yeah. Uh, that was all written there in India. Other highlights on the album included While My Guitar Gently Le- Weeps, of course, and that's Eric Clapton on the guitar solo, uh, Julia, Helter Skelter, Glass Onion, Martha My Dear, Birthday, and Ringo Starr's first composition, the country-flavored Don't Pass Me By. The main difference between the White Album sessions and all that had come before was the constant presence of Yoko Ono, who was seemingly glued to John's side at all times, breaking the long-standing unwritten rule that girlfriends and wives pretty much stayed away from the studio. Oh, great. Yoko's here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, now they had an outsider there all the time that was quite comfortable voicing an opinion about the music that they were recording. Um, but you can't argue that album's awesome, you know? I mean, so... Whatever. Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was. I know that uh, Penny Lane is not on the White Album, but uh, I watched the video for it the other day. If you get a chance this weekend, uh, there, there's a Beatles video for yeah. Penny Lane. Yeah. Take, take a look. Uh, it's like a, an idea for a video that they just committed to film. Oh, really? Yeah, they're riding around on horses at one point. They sit down, and then they have dinner uh, out in this field. It's, it's hysterical. Yeah. It's a, obviously an incredibly great song. I remember, Nick, when this premiered. On broadcast television, it was on um, Bandstand. And um, and so they had this, and there were Strawberry Fields, I believe. Okay. And um, 
you know, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Of course. But, but it Strawberry is, really a, is a real arty video. Yeah, a yeah. pedestrian video. Yeah, this one is... Or film at that time. Not much to really yeah. look at. But. And then it just sort of ends. Uh, they're, they're out in the Thank field on the Thank you for watching us eat dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that was it? Yeah, yeah. I am John Lennon, and I'd personally like to thank you for watching us eat our dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, uh, it's out today, the Beatles White Album uh, reissued version. And I, oh yeah, let me remind you about the weekend. 1998 is the year that MMR turned 30, and we're celebrating that all weekend long. So listen up because we will uh, we'll be, of course, playing songs that were brand new that particular year Pearl Jam, Kid Rock, uh, Beastie Boys, Corn, Smashing Pumpkins, whole lot of good stuff, and reminiscing about what was going on in pop culture in that year of MMR's 50 around. Brought to you by Jeff D'Ambrosio Audio Group. And uh, catch it this weekend. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Our letter of the day. We give away our word of the week prize. See what Pierre's up to. It's coming up next. What's new? Glad you asked. Stone Temple Pilots. The record company. Shine down. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Tom Petty on 93.3 WMMR, and I won't back down. No, I won't do it. I won't do it. No, damn it. About 10.40 on a Friday morning. Can you tell it's Friday? Yep. It's been a good week, though. It's been a fun week. Today was a fun show, period. A lot of good times uh, held in one very radio program this morning. It's been nice. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, (laughs) it started off. With a cool guest. It did, and that's why I had a really good time. Mickey Hart of the Grateful yeah. Dead Yay! was here this morning. And I am not a dead fan. I don't hate the Grateful Dead, but they are not my band of choice to sit down and listen to. I like the hits, uh, but I don't delve into the deeper end. But I do have a tremendous respect for uh, that band and those guys and their following and what they've done. The fact they've... Uh, they. They keep doing it with Dead and Company. Yeah, you can appreciate them without, you know, you know, yeah. it's not like rush level for you, but but you you appreciate certainly yeah. appreciate. I mean, they, they're a well deserved legend. They're yeah. legends, exactly. I uh, definitely love the Dead. Uh, I travel in circles that uh, that are you know Deadheads. Uh, my little brother is one of them. He's also a drummer, and I texted everybody I knew. Last night that Mickey Hart was going to be in our studio. My little brother, who is a drummer, said that Mickey Hart is his second favorite drummer in the Grateful Dead. That is correct. Yes. I like that line. Right. And I got to jam with uh, with Mickey. I asked him if he, because he's just all about rhythm in everything. You watch videos that he's done. He bangs on anything. Uh, so we took out a pair, a couple of pairs of sticks, and we, we banged on stuff on the... Uh, on the counter, and uh, is this video up on? Uh, it's on our social media. Social media, all right. Yeah, you'll find it on uh, Instagram right now. I'm watching a, uh, a version of it. So that was really cool, man. He's a nice guy. So he's an artist as well, and his art is really, really unique. He takes, he uses sound uh, to move the paint. He has the 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 canvas underneath or on top of speakers. Yeah, and it'll bang on stuff, or he'll play music, and it and it vibrates the. Uh, vibrates the paint around. He moves it around as well, but it causes these little waves and stuff. And he's created a little. Uh, a show out of it, and he's been doing it for a while, and it's called um, Vibrational Expre- Expressionism. And his show uh, today is going to be at uh, the Hard Rock in Atlantic City from 6 to 8 p.m., and then he's going to be at the Mall at Short Hills in North Jersey from 6 to 8 tomorrow, and then on Sunday, be back in town in King of Prussia from noon to 2. So we have links on PrestonandSteve.com. Of uh, where you can, where and when to go and yes. see the artwork and meet 
Mickey is a really nice guy. And Pierre, have you met uh, Mickey Hart over the years? I have indeed, yeah. Okay, nice guy. Uh, yeah, very and, cool. And, uh, you know, funny and quirky and a uh, bit of a goofball, and, and uh, he was really cool. I, I I didn't know he was going to be. He got here early. He, he, got he here. was here at 7.15. That's why we didn't bother you. Okay. Uh-oh. You were in the fields, man. Like, yeah. you had all that farming to do. No, but I could have not seated today. Uh, <laughs> also didn't find out until about 9, after 9 o'clock last night. That That's okay. Coming. I'm in bed by 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like Well, you got to get up and milk the cows. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have been up at that Wake up, late hour. milk the cows, feed the chickens, prayer circle, all and that. then um, here. And drum circle. Drum circle. Oh, don't forget yeah. the drum circle, of course. Uh, well. But he was a nice guy, so sorry you missed out on that, man. Okay. Uh, thank you to Mickey oh, for being here. He's uh, hurt. Thank you to Lorenzo and Sons. Yay! Soon to be available at Xfinity Live. They're opening up a location and uh, not around for this year's Camp Out for Hunger. They will be at the Camp Out for Hunger supplying food one of the mornings, uh, but they will, uh, they'll be open uh, in the spring. So you'll be able to, any sporting event you go to, you'll, go, you'll be able to get your favorite pizza. You know what? Make sure that you're there the morning they are bringing food because it's worth it just to see them have to remove a door from one of the hinges <laughs> yep. to get the pizzas in. They and did last so year. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll give you a heads up when that's oh uh, going to be taking place uh, at the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, so thanks to all those and everybody who's in here this morning. We need to do the letter of the day. People are already calling in ready to win that prize. You ready, Pierre? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... A is in automobile. All right, let's take the eighth caller at 215-263-WMMR and see if you know the word of the week. So go ahead and give us a call right now, and we'll see if we can uh, set you up with that. Uh, what's going on in your world, man? Uh, nice discussion on the uh, Beatles package, by the way. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I wanted to make, you said you like alternate takes. And yeah. um, I agree with you that the oftentimes a remixed album... Um, I don't hear that much difference in it, or it's not that great. Yeah. But when they throw in the extra packages, the Stones have done this on re-releases. Uh, I have a version of Sticky Fingers that has an entirely different version of Brown Sugar without the sax solo in it, with a guitar solo from Eric Clapton. Oh, cool. You know, so there's all these different um, uh, versions of songs that, that uh, get worked on before the final version comes out. And on the Sgt. Pepper Deluxe Pack, which I have... Um, you can hear um, you can hear George Harrison at one point stop the strings. Go no no no, let's try it that way. Mm-hmm. And you can hear each of them talking to each other. What if you tried that? Mm-hmm. What if you tried that? And and you hear it all, and then you hear versions, and it's not quite the version that you've come to know. Um, so I'm hoping that the White Album special package will be that as well. Yeah, I last night uh, my son Carter, who's a Huge Queen fan. In fact, he knows more songs from Queen than I do. Um, I showed him. There's a video on YouTube, and it's uh, Brian May sitting down with the master tapes and breaking down the song, every little bit of it, and taking the faders and pulling up. Here's this vocal part, and then we put the two together, and then so yeah. on and so forth. I love that. Oh, stuff. I love that. If love, you, love, if you, I heard Paul it. Simon do. No, I heard <clears throat> Paul Simon do that. I heard somebody do that with the Good Vibrations from the Beatle, uh, from the Beach Boys. Wow, which is a multi-part song what yeah. you want to see uh just recently with the ELO concert with Jeff Lynn in town that documentary that I've told you about for yes. years so the, he, that's at Jeff Lynn's house and he okay. has his, his studio in the house and he goes through a number of classic ELO songs and shows how they were built wow it's it's amazing because he is ELO right right yep. 
Yeah, Very so cool, uh, cool man. Uh, well, what's up on uh, today's program? We'll have another pair of Fleetwood Mac tickets. They go on sale on Monday. We will have some fun workforce blocks, which include traffic. Dave Mason of Traffic Fame uh, is at the Scottish Ride Auditorium this evening. Got a block of Seether, a request for that. And we'll celebrate the year you were talking about that MMR will look at this weekend for a continuing 50th anniversary celebration, which is 1998. Nice. Speaking of Fleetwood Mac, there's one about the Rumors album, too, where they're, yeah. they're in the studio yeah. using the masters, taking each and every little part and playing you stuff that isolated that you've never heard before. It's really and cool. And the, the Sound City uh, documentary they show, uh, like how they when they were recording certain aspects of that and the sweet spot in that main yeah. studio yeah. where they, like, no, if you're right here, you get this kind of reverb. And wow. it's... These things that you have loved and listened to for years, so much of it was meticulous and so much of it was just happenstance. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? It's awesome. All right. Back to the phones. We go to get a winner. Looking for caller number eight, and that is Paul. Hey, Paul. How you doing, man? Good. How you guys doing? Good. Give me that word of the week, please. Vodka. Great day in the morning. It is indeed vodka. Nice job, Paul. So we're going to give you some tickets, a four-pack of them to WrestleMania. WrestleMania? Yeah, and that is... WrestleMania! No way! And that's going to be on April 7th. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. Don't forget, the MetLife Stadium hosts the most spectacular event in live entertainment, WrestleMania. All the superstars and the biggest matches on the grandest stage of all be a part of the ultimate pop culture extravaganza. Tickets go on sale Friday, November 16th at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster. Going to take this moment to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And Winner Airport Parking, the 2017 Reader's Choice Award winner from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Next week on our show. It's going to be a good one, man. We have a lot going on. The Revivalists are st- are stopping by. They're going to be performing in our studio. Love it. Wow. Pretty sweet deal. Very cool. There's uh, 20,000 of them, so yeah. where are you going to put them all? I don't think we'll have the entire band, but we'll have enough of the band. So we're going to have uh, Mickey and Peter. And then we're going to have our buddy Big J Okerson in the studio. Uh, Tom Segura is going to be in the studio. And we also have the, the Great American Smokeout. Yes, Dr. Rosemarger is next. Dr. Rosenpenis. Dr. Rosenpenis will be here. You know, I've I've gone to him recently. Yes. Great results. Not that I smoked, but it was just a uh, for training purposes. uh, Awesome. He will be doing the Great American Smokeout with us, so we'll tell you how you can get involved. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great weekend. See you later. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. It pains me to think of how much time I spent in my life just quitting in traffic. Next message. Woohoo! Friday high day. You've heard of Sunday fun day? Today's Friday high day. Wake and bake, people. Wake and bake. Next message. We all know school buses are a necessary evil to get our children back and forth safely to school. When you're sitting behind the bus, there's 85 damn cars behind you. Have your kid ready to go to school. Once he gets on the bus, stop talking to him. We're all late for work. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.